Well, that movie sucked. That movie sucks so hard. That's not the most academic way of putting it, but it's so here's put, put here's that an analogy. on the poster. That movie sucked. Here's an analogy. There's a kitchen. Joss Whedon walks into the kitchen. On the counter, there's simply two pieces of bread, a butter knife, and a giant bucket of shit. And he's told, make a sandwich. You have 20 minutes. <laughs> or no, you have 20 seconds. Or more like it has to be under two hours. <laughs> also, you have to use the shit. <laughs> it's like the worst Iron Chef ever. All right. Are you ready to begin? Yeah. Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. I'm Marcus Marks. Welcome to Headcanon. We're back because we went to see the, a movie, <sighs> The Justice League. Is it a movie? <laughs> that there arguments could be made that is not in fact a movie. It's just a series of uh, like brand advertisements. Uh, uh, before we get into that, though, let's. Uh, I don't know. I just want to talk about anything else right now. Yeah, um, I know. I want to talk about. You got any like sores or aches and pains? How how's your debt, bills? <laughs> I'm good. Any anxieties? Anything that keeps you up at night? I'd rather talk about that. What about La Belle Sauvage or Savage? All right, so I am in part two. Where am I right now? Oh, are there parts in that? There's part two. Part two is the flood. Okay. Um, was it there an actual like part? Maybe yeah. I just like passed right over when I was reading. Uh, Malcolm and Alice are in the uh, pharmacy. Okay, they're at the having pharmacy. just just changed Lyra's shitty bottom, mm-hmm. and uh, they've just found a dead girl floating face down in the water. What do you think of it so far? You know, it uh, there's something about Pullman's writing, like for a good chunk of this book, like literally nothing's happening, and yet I'm I'm still captivated. Is that the right word? I'm still enjoying it. Um, there's like loose scenes, and I keep waiting for a plot to emerge slowly from it. Uh, I don't know if I would call this totally a necessary book yet. Hmm, okay. Um, I know it's hard for you to speak about it because you've obviously finished the book. Well, I mean, the but you've also reread the other three very recently. Yeah, true. Um, I am curious to see what the larger story he's telling is because it kind of like Amber Spyglass seems to end fairly definitively. Hmm. So I don't know what's coming after that, but yeah, I mean, the first half of La Belle Sauvage. Am I saying that right? I believe so. Okay, according to Michael Sheen, always feels like I'm not. The first half of it is very. Kind of me, I don't know, meandering is not the right word, but it's like it really takes its time just kind of setting things up and mm-hmm. getting to know Malcolm. And then, I mean, I guess they kind of introduce a little bit of like the, the fear of the consistorial court of discipline and the like, magisterium, like and the, the weird, the espionage. Uh, little like St. Alex- Alexander, mm-hmm. like kids spying on their parents and shit like that. Like, that seems like that could have been a whole book, just the insanity of like a weird totalitarian school society. There's a lot happening. Like the kids are like riding on their teachers. Well, for the first part of the book, there's a lot happening for the fact that there's nothing. Happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's post Twilight. It's very interesting just to see how Malcolm imprints on Lyra like immediately. Post Twilight? Well, like just because of fucking Jacob and okay. that baby, but that's where you're going there. Well, that was my my first thought because obviously 
this is a book that I know they Pullman said it's not a sequel, it's not a prequel, it's an equal. It's like clearly we're supposed to know who Lyra is because you you bring her up a lot. Well, do you think that when Lyra g- grows up that Malcolm is gonna like be a love interest for her? That was my first thought about why would we even have this character? Hmm. Um Alice is interesting. So her demon has not settled yet. It has settled. Yeah. That's not how I remember that happening. Not I either. Um Also, they they seem to be pretty specific that uh, it settles around the time you hit puberty in yeah. uh, the Golden Compass books. Mrs. Coulter's back to being blonde. Oh, is she blonde again? Yeah, she's okay. referred to in chapter 14 Lady of Monkey as golden-haired. There you go. But I mean, in the first book, am I am I mistaken? She they, definitely has dark raven hair. Raven-haired. Is, yes. They keep saying over <laughs> yeah. and over again. And then she becomes Nicole Kidman. I don't know how that... I mean, he wrote those books years before the movie. I don't know how he just like forgot that she was blonde. Was she like wearing a wig or something? It's never mentioned. I, mean, I don't know. It's not a big deal or anything, but... I don't have to wear this pesky wig anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... I was, I mean, I don't know why I was surprised, but you got, you got Azrael, you got Mrs. Coulter all peering in there. You got the nefarious Hugh Bonneville, um, and his cheetah demon, not Hugh Bonneville. That's the guy from Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. Gerard Bonneville. Yeah. He's a fucking creep. Yeah. He's a fucking creep. His uh, weird hyena demon who just like, it, like Will sees it and it glares at Will and then just pisses. Yeah. Like, like a very malevolent piss in his general direction. Well, it just, it just, Can you imagine that's a fucking power move. <laughs> like if you're like, Facing off against somebody you hated, and you just like fucking piss right there. You know, there. some people have bad souls, and some people have the kind of souls where they just mitigate <laughs> on holy ground. Um, it definitely re engages my curiosity about the connection between humans and their daemon. There hasn't been a whole daemon. lot about dust so far. No, I mean, it's obviously mentioned here and there and it's important to the larger kind of uh, underpinnings whatever feels particles or yeah yeah. but it isn't like we haven't arrived at any deeper understanding of dust at this point it's it's all the same old stuff yeah i mean well and and the the hyena demon when hugh bonneville's having like sex with the the one nun and you're like obviously it's going to be her she's going to be one to let the shutters open the detail of the cheetah licking her pug demon. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, it's so yeah. gross. It's like he, him and the girl are going and to town. Takes a piss. And the cheetah is just like licking this pug. And Malcolm's just like, oh, <laughs> gross. Malcolm learned something. Well, Malcolm, it's like if you're kind of curious where this book is, Malcolm actually says something like, I can't understand why an adult male would want anything to do with a woman or a young woman or something like that. Yeah, he's 11, so he doesn't quite get it. Are they hinting that Hugh Bonneville is the uh, pedophile that they want to turn? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that was like, uh, well, I won't say anymore. Okay, because I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> the one guy's just like, oh, by the way, we uh, we want to do some espionage with, uh, there's a pedophile we want to turn. And mm-hmm. she's just like, oh, gross, no. And I'm like, yeah, gross. Don't do that. Yeah, this was a, uh, this felt to, I mean I enjoyed it but it felt a little bit like a book where it's like it's it's the sequel to my masterpiece you know like no one's going to tell me you need to tighten this up or you need no. to do this or that to it you know he's just going to write what he wants oh he's really nailed a certain kind of english life you know mm-hmm. like at the school like you mentioned 
like uh, Malcolm's little buddy Eric is a real bitch. I, at first, I thought I was gonna dislike his canoe, but like it grew on me after a while. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna like the canoe because that, canoe's, that gonna canoe's gonna be, gonna be important. Be yeah. all, all over the fucking place. Um, Titular role. What year is it again? It, I mean, it doesn't matter because it's like alternate world. Okay. Right now. Well, I just theoretically, it's so if the Golden Compass was written in the '90s seemingly taking place in the 1990s and okay. the other world so this would be taking place in the 80s okay but, but keep, not our world so it doesn't i keep yeah. thinking it's like meant to be 40s or 50s ish their technology is a little different yeah i would swear that asriel did not have gyropters on his world in the golden compass books but he has one in this hmm. at a certain point there's like there's gyropters and whatnot just because of the indirect reference to stephen hawking and agatha christie mm-hmm I was like, oh, oh. Um, that's what books you have on a bookshelf. Yeah, it just depends on what you hear. And I like that character. Is it Hannah? Hannah Ralph. Yeah, yeah. I like her. She is at the end of uh, the Amber Spyglass. She shows up to take Lyra off to oh, does she? Uh, uh, college, like the, the women's school or whatever. Yeah. So oh, okay. she is a known character. I keep waiting. Like in the Golden Compass, there's like the, I think it's Ma Casa, like the, the Egyptian woman. Mm-hmm. Like it was actually like Lyra's wet nurse for like a year or something. I haven't seen her at all hmm. so far. Like there's like a whole thing in the Golden Compass where it's like actually Ma Costa like was your wet nurse like you know for the first year you lived or something like that before you went to stay. I, I'm assuming where they are now. They they are indeed heading to Oxford. Maybe that just came before Lyra came to the college. Well, she's only six months old. Yeah, no. Well, I was, it, the only way it makes sense is if the, the Egyptian woman was the wet nurse before Lyra came to uh, the monastery or the, okay. the nun's place. So after the baby was taken away from Mrs. Coulter and Lord Asriel, she was immediately put on the Egyptian not, nip. No, she was like the Egyptian was the original wet nurse. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, one thing in that one scene with, with Dr. Ralph and the other espionage of. Uh, uh, Oakley Street is it Oakley? Yeah, um, they get served fragrant ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's and she's like, oh, thank you. And I was like, what? What are you eating? It's, it's a different world. They call it fragrant ice over there. Um, but yeah, he Poe really takes the time. He builds that atmosphere. Um, Keep reading. I mean, are, are you get a little more into it now? Like, you feel some momentum reading it. Oh, there's definitely momentum in parts, and then it slows way down. I like, like to think there's some momentum where we are right now. Where I am right now? Yeah. There's like a massive flood, and they're like stuck in a canoe. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I just spent a lot of time in what felt like forever of the two of them bickering in this pharmacy about like how the baby like smells like like shit, and uh, someone's got to feed her and change her, and and Alice like. Oh, it's called me who does it. Yeah, what you know, very chav. Mm. Also, I highly recommend the audiobook with uh, Michael Sheen taking you th- to a tour of all the. Uh, mm. Yeah, see, I feel like you might have a different view of characters based on that because you're hearing them be. Read yeah, I'm a doing. Way. I'm doing the Kindle thing where I can go back and forth between reading it and then Michael Sheen to uh, sing it to me in his dulcet tones. Also, Michael Sheen would have been a great pro sure i don't know you know um we got a somebody tweeted at us i think it was on the headcanon account talking about how much they hated perot uh, which I, I i yeah i think it was sarah said he's insufferable which 
he is. I guess I was just prepared for that. Well, I mean, he's had you seen the mustache in like a poster or trailer? He's like he's a weird character in general that Agatha Christie designed because he's he is like this fastidious, like pompous ass, but he's the mystery solver. But he's usually like you usually have like another person who's following him around who's like kind of like their perspective on everything. So you don't you're not getting him direct like that. Well, there's usually at least in the movies, there's at, at least two scenes early in the like the first third where other characters get to remark about like how fucking bizarre he is of his eccentricities or how yeah. he has to have two exactly like eggs. I still think the main thing with Kenneth Branagh is that I feel like he's too tall. Like I feel like one of the things about Poirot is that he's supposed to seem unthreatening. Mm-hmm. Because he's just like this short little goofy man, you know. When egg, like egg shaped, I think, or pear shaped. Yeah. Um, but I think Brana really went with it. Like it's it's got to be OCD. I've got to play this character like Monk. To some I mean, degree. I, that's fine. I like just, if he steps in shit, he has to step in the I, other other foot in shit too. I, I think, as we said last week, like if, if you're gonna do more of these, like you need you need everyone else more more of everyone else in the story and less of him and like let's get to know Hercule Poirot some more because you don't really need to get to know him he's he's just there to solve the mystery I feel like it's guaranteed that there was something behind the scenes in the first Thor where he's like I gotta have a I gotta have a role in this movie I'm surprised he didn't and Marvel's like no you don't (laughs) because he sure ended up in that Jack Ryan was he in that yes he's the villain he's the primary villain that Jack Ryan man I do not remember that movie at all (laughs) Yeah, that movie is so bad. Jack Ryan was a secret agent and also like a quant, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really good at financial crimes. With Kevin Costner, and then that scene where Jack Ryan's like, "What was I supposed to do? Let them die?" And Kevin Costner's like, "Maybe." I'll have more for Kevin Costner later. Is he contractually obligated to be in these movies? What would you call that being in them? Really? But I mean, like, a still photograph, heavy fucking duty placement of that photograph. I I needed more. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyways uh, i think that's all we had to say about the bell sauvage um keep reading yeah so we can talk about the rest of it you know you know what you could read after that mm. harry potter mm. look at look at your like bashful little like uh running your fingers along the mouse pad i just uh reread the first book very far i wanted to finish uh rereading all the the golden compass books for you are you gearing up for the next fantastic beast that's like a year away so no <laughs> um no i'm just I'd, I'd been due to reread it i think i did not read it last year um here's how so. i think jk rowling could earn a lot of goodwill for what does not seem to be a popular reception for that get sequel. rid of johnny depp we'll get rid of johnny depp but go and write a book in this kind of ur harry potter universe of the Magusa and all that bullshit. Uh, do, do we just want to talk about Harry Potter for a bit? Because I got plenty to say. Yeah, go, I, I, not that I loved their naming convention. Why would you drop that in the second one? Oh, the Fantastic Beasts thing. Fantastic Beasts and, yeah. Well, it doesn't, Fantastic Beasts and the crimes, like, or is this going to be another movie where they're like shoehorning in some beasts and to keep up the theme? Well, because, you know? yeah, the, the character, uh, what's his name? Scamander. Scamander is completely useless. Obviously, so the far, movie the, didn't the want to even makes him. No sense. Like, yeah, the whole movie was like secretly wanting to get to Colin Farrell and Johnny Depp and all that stuff. Um, 
Vince Commander's just in the way. It just seems like, like in the middle of her writing a Fantastic Beast story, they were like, "Yeah, that's great and all, but what if like, what if like Young Dumbledore and Grindelwald are in it?" You know, and so like, it, it feels like there's this massive shift in the production. And so, like, Newt Scamander went from being the main character to being, it's like, oh, he's kind of the main character, but he doesn't really have a ton to do with, you know, like, it makes no sense to me. Like, it's, like, why is, like, I like the character, um, Dan Fogler's character, Mm -hmm. the the muggle, but why is he in the next one? Right. You know, like. Right. Why? Why are any of them except Scamander in the next one? I mean, and and his girlfriend. I think they're just trying to keep the um, the idea of a big three of a pseudo, like a power trio. Yeah, pseudo Harry, Ron, and Hermione. But who is that? Like, I don't. I don't think they just him and three Tina characters. and his Muggle buddy. Yeah, and then like somehow Queenie and Queenie. Yeah, but then there's also Grindelwald and Young Dumbledore, and there's like. His Scamander's brother is in it now, and then like his old girlfriend, uh, just Zoe Kravitz is in it. They do us, they do some kind of spell where it forces the uh, the charm to backfire, and he has to be Colin Farrell again. Yeah, and he's like, ah, eh, this isn't as hideous. I, I don't know. This, this is how I would. If fix they had it. got rid of the fucking newspaper thing ad nauseum, you could have done a thing where like nobody really knew what Grindelwald looked like. And it was yeah. just always Colin Farrell. This is what I would do. It's not going to happen, obviously, because they're already like about to start filming. But like, you got to get rid of Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. and you just you just do it old school style. Like they used to do this, you know. Like, oh look, it's a new Batman. Like no one says anything. Like well, it's Skarsgård now, and nobody says anything. And that's who the new Grindelwald is. And it's like you here's just what go you with do it. you you f- you make a big deal. He's in it. You kill him in the first scene. Nah. And then reveal that somebody else has actually been. He faked his death, and he's going to be played by Skarsgård for the rest of the series. I think you want Skarsgård in it, and you you have to say that uh, what was that guy's name? Graves. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Is it Percy Graves? I might just make. I almost said up. Gustav Graves, but that's only because I rewatched. Definitely part not of, Gustav. I rewatched part of Die Another Day. <laughs> yeah, but it's Graves, uh, Colin Farrell's character. Mm-hmm. You say, "Oh, this was like a real dude, and he's been locked away." Like uh, Azkaban. Uh, or, or like in um, like an Azkaban. No, the next movie, Goblet of Fire, when like the real oh sorry, yeah, yeah, Mad Eye Moody was was locked away. You just do that. It's like oh, he's back, and he's also kind of a hard ass, but not quite as evil, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. he was like the only good character in that movie to begin with. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, Jude Law's young Dumbledore. Why is Ezra Miller in it? Exactly. I I don't I don't understand. Do they have some kind of? Do the does WB just have him on some kind of contract where they think he's a new? They must, talent? you know, they might have like signed him to like a, a multi deal contract or something. I don't I know why he's in that movie. I haven't seen Perks of Being a Wallflower. Is he good in that? Yeah, he is good. We'll I'll, we'll get to him later. Um, I don't know why Ezra Miller is in the sequel, Fantastic Beast movie. Seemingly, if his story was going to go anywhere, he'd like he'd go off to Ilvermorny, mm-hmm. and then like just go have some you know a boarding school adventure or something like i don't know how the hell is he still connected to this grindelwald plotline a british boys boarding school adventure sounds like a nightmare to me that's what harry potter is i know but in general like real re- like Seriously? real life yeah oh no it's i are you serious i feel like it's the whole have thing have you seen toy soldiers i feel like it's the whole thing where like they make each other like like come on the biscuit and then someone has to eat it well i mean that's just is that tradition. Toy soldiers it's tradition you know? so you were into that okay Cool. Did you not like Toy Soldiers? I don't think I've seen Toy Soldiers. Are you serious? 
Into, Do you know what Toy Soldiers is? Is that the one with Brendan Fraser? No. Is that is that the Fleck? It's got Will Wheaton, uh, Sean Astin. Already, you're telling me why I haven't seen this movie. I think Jerry O'Connell. All right, I have to look it up now. Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> it's the Stand Part Two. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. Okay, so we Sean Astin, Will Wheaton. This is obviously not the CGI toy movie. For anyone who's listening, no, ideas. no, it's like a, it's like terrorists take over their boarding school. Is the Fleck it's in awesome. this too? Who isn't isn't Affleck and Matt Damon? In? First of all, the Fleck, we're, that is not happening. I'm gonna <laughs> shut that down right now. <laughs> we are not saying the Fleck. He's just Ben Affleck. It's the new, it's the new Batman villain, the Fleck. Who are the other two kids? I thought there were more famous like young kids in this, but maybe not. But yeah, definitely Will Wheaton. One of them dies. I think it was Will Wheaton. Oh, sorry. They're in school ties. Oh, fuck school ties. Yeah, Ben Affleck's like, what does he play? Like a date rapist who paddles people or something in that? Boarding school adventure. Mm-hmm. I can't believe one, you haven't is, seen this uh, movie. The other one around this time, is it higher education? Hmm. Probably. That sounds something close to that, yeah. I think I might have been turned off by this kind of thing by like Dead Poet Society. Yeah, this these is are not days that I want to seize. This is, this is die hard in a in Dead Poet Society, though. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where were we? Yeah, the, I just ah for the Fantastic Beasts. Like, I feel like if you could time travel back in time and be like, "Hey, J.K. Rowling, what if instead of writing a script, you just wrote another book?" You know. Well, that's what you, you write the books. Well, you can help out with the script and we'll have somebody else, you know, like if she puts like out a before. book of these things, I feel like it might buy her a little goodwill. It might make these easier pills to swallow. I feel like it's it's one of those things where the franchise is so big now that like no matter how many people complain, they're still going to make money. Yeah. I mean, they, they've stuck with David Yates for what, like eight movies now or something insane. Like why? Let's see. Five, six, seven, eight. Seven movies? I don't know. Too many. Because I think I think part of J.K. Rowling's problem is, is other people and getting in the way of her vision. So, like, get Yates out of the way and just like have be her pro. But doesn't it doesn't feel like it's totally coherent as a vision right now? I I I believe there's anyone who's going to make me give a shit about Tina. It'd be J.K. Rowling and only J.K. Rowling. I mean, I I read the short story she wrote for the, like the creation of Illuminati, which mm-hmm. was really good. Yeah. Um, like she still got it in that regard, and a lot of the stuff she's built up, a lot of the uh, kind of Pottermore backstory stuff about the kind of wider Wizarding world, it all feels pretty solid. Yeah. You know, like there's a foundation there. Um, That's what I'm saying. I just the the movie itself, it was like. It was so weird and grim and like America in the twenties seemed horrible and like the wizards there were just gonna straight up execute Tina at one point, you know. Through just grim ways. Yeah. But like get a little bit of that, oh wait, there's something great in the book, so they're gonna do in the movies. Get a little bit of that flavor back in there. I just think it would help her focus a little more if she went back to a format she was more used to. Plus, I mean, let's be fair too. We know that there's large parts of American society, especially in that time period, that are gross and ugly. I don't need a bunch of Brits reminding me. <laughs> message, message received loud and clear. I mean, Jude Law's Young Dumbledore. It's not the worst casting, but it, I'm like pretty meh about it. Mm. Like, I guess he has a big nose, 
so that he's got that going for him. I still would have gone with someone like, I don't know, Ian Glenn or someone maybe a little bit older. Hmm. Ian Glenn's like, I won't make out Johnny Depp. Ian Glenn's busy. And like Nicholas Flamel is going to be in it. Is he the Sorcerer's Stone guy? He's the one who invented it okay. or created it. Who plays him? I don't know if they've announced who the cast for him or not. Um, anyway, I saw that little like cast picture and I just thought, well, where's, where's Brana's Perot? Mm-hmm. He would totally fit in the background there. Have but, him in there as Gilroy Lockhart's see, I, senior. I think you're you're reaching too far for your goodwill. I think the goodwill gestures he just get rid of Depp. Yeah, just uh, he had uh, scheduling issues. This, whatever, but it this doesn't matter. allows them to claim that they had some kind of master plan, but they don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. they didn't. Like, and I don't know. It's the most annoying thing about that was that they had time. I mean. Even before the last movie came out, oh, like, they had time to, to reshoot. They, it would have been a very easy reshoot to do. It's yeah. like two scenes or something, you know. It's, I think they might I have think even the passed them late. It would have been too expensive to Eric Stoltzum. What, just pay him off? Yeah, just he's going to get the money either way. But then who do you bring in? Like who of stature? Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, but still, I don't, I don't think they could afford it. Scarscard, I think they can afford Scarscard. I don't know what the new bingo card is, but I have a feeling at some point you need to bring in that all of this is some kind of complicated tax dodge, especially Justice League. I feel like Warner Brothers can't afford to stop making this bullshit, but like they're hurting. I don't think it's a tax dodge, but they they definitely like Warner Brothers. They announced a strategy when um, their new president Kevin Sujahara, I think, or his name something. He's like the one that. who's like under review now because of Justice League. I hope so. But like his strategy was like, okay, we've got Harry Potter, we've got DC comics properties, and we've got uh the Lord of the Rings Hobbit, right? So and we're we've just got gonna, Harry Potter. We're gonna go all in on these properties. And so that's why you got three fucking Hobbit movies. That's why they keep cranking out Harry Potter movies and obviously what we're gonna talk about with Justice League and, and all those, but it doesn't seem like they've found the person to run things who actually cares about the material i mean obviously jk rowling cares about the material but i i feel like she she is a writer and she needs somebody on the movie side to help out with the the movie part of things like a david and she has david yates you know that and david Heyman. is Heyman still involved i think so yeah but she doesn't she needs somebody better than that you know because david yates he's from tv he's basically making big tv productions you know and like he doesn't they gotta get rid of that guy like the, he's just not good enough to deserve to be making like six harry potter movies word yeah I, it, it it just blows my mind i don't think there's a single person out there who'd be mad well maybe there's some one person but like who's really going to get mad if you're like oh we, we have a new director this time you know let's do something a little bit different oh shit we brought in alfonso Cuaron. Hopefully, people won't be too upset. I'm sure maybe there's a woman out there who'd like to direct a Harry Potter movie, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Oh, just, shit. We brought in Patty Jenkins. Just some different. Yeah, she's W. Warner Brothers. She could do it. Just some different takes on the material would be nice. But uh, here we are. I'm wondering. The thing is, like, I know I'll go see it. You'll go see it, you know? Like, we're gonna see the movie, even I'm though sure it's not, I'm sure you'll make me go see yeah, it. Yeah, 
but it's not it's like it's not what people really want but they like the harry potter world so they're just gonna go see it i wonder what is the continuing aspirations of jk rowling is it just to write more of these and explore that and that avenue make money does she want to get further into the film part of it does she want to do like a Crichton and actually direct something sometime i wonder i don't I don't know. That'd be interesting. I've never got that impression, but I mean, she writes other stuff. You know, she has her uh, one like a detective yeah. series. Yeah. So it's not like I, I really feel like Warner Brothers is just like, please, God, give us more material so we can keep making movies because we need this. It's like literally part of our financial planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we were just going to get a a Newt Scamander movie, but it was really like a secret backdoor young Grindelwald Dumbledore movie. And then now, even the, even though they're telling that story now, it all seems weird and mixed up. It's supposed to be like five movies? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and this is two. The Crimes of Grindelwald. I can't. Who kills the sister? Like, what if they did something? Is it Grindelwald? Uh, oh, nobody knows. That's the whole thing. Okay. You, know. you think that's going to be in this one? No, no, that would have already happened long before. Okay. Yeah. Like, I guess it doesn't totally work for Fantastic Beasts, but if they had done something similar to, you know, you had Harry Potter into this, Harry Potter into that, they could have done like a Newt Scamander and the Fantastic Beasts or something. I wouldn't show for that. No? I I don't like that character well, at just, all. I'm just thinking like naming convention-wise, it was Newt Scamander in this, and the next one was like, Gellert Grindelwald in this or you know like you just rotate names rather than just the Harry Potter I I yeah, I don't know I feel like it's hard for them to create the the new hero like that I mean I don't think people were showing up for this solely because the book was mentioned in the Harry Potter franchise but it's a it was a cutesy title the marketing communicated well enough yeah that this was some Harry Potter stuff but I mean I don't know I don't know if they were like all set to like create a brand new like above the title hero like that um they still haven't that's what i'm saying that's why you rotate it yeah it's just a different each person gets a each movie so gets be a like dan fogelberg and the crimes of grindelwald sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you saying you wouldn't go see the next movie if i didn't make you it's uh it's leaning that direction I mean, I never really loved the trailers for Fantastic Beasts. I just, the Johnny Depp thing fucking baffles me. Like, America's we're done with him. Like, even even put aside the wife beating thing, we were kind of done with him like three years ago. Yeah. Like everyone is like real fucking tired of Johnny Depp. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, and he beats his wife. Like, no, thank you. Like, I don't want that guy in a movie. Yeah. And and then after all that, they go and cast him, and it it's baffling. Like, why? what does he bring to the table that you couldn't get from someone else for cheaper? It, it makes no sense. Like I feel like Warner brothers, like they're such a star focused studio that they're just like, we need a big name. It's going to be Johnny Depp. Right. It's going to be like, this is our pirates only, you know, he's Grindelwald. I think, uh, it was around the time that they backed up the truckload of money to do more Jack Sparrow movies that people were like, no, we're good. Yeah. We're real good. We've had enough. We're tired of seeing you play the same character variations the same character i mean i've i've my well, i haven't seen a bunch of pirate movies but like the trailer for the last one like had like like cgi young johnny depp too that yeah weird yeah. well no, what's so bizarre is that what what we've seen from grinnewald so far 
does not seem like it's in Johnny Depp's range. Like Johnny Depp, though he's a, a shitty person and I don't really enjoy watching him on screen, he can be good. He has like he has like his insane Jack Sparrow, but then he has his other Ninth Gate. Yeah, like the Ninth Gate. Like he has his kind of oily, sleazy acting persona that he can do, and he is good at that. But I do not get any sort of Grindelwald vibe from that at all. Uh, what is it he says at the end of Fantastic Beasts? I, I don't remember. I forgot it was forgettable. It was like mumbled forgettable too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we've bitched about that enough. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about any of the trailers we saw? They're not particularly good. Jumanji, meh. That movie's not for me. I never. I saw the first one once, and I was like, whatever. Like, do people have a real strong affection? I don't it? think that it's like. I don't think it's geared towards the the like. I think we were the generation that that the original Jumanji was geared towards us, right? It was we were in that sure, age group, yeah. I don't think this one is like a nostalgia buy. Well, there was at the beginning, he like find in the trailer, he yeah, finds the I, game. And- I think that is solely to buy them out of people like us being like, how does this fit in with Jumanji? You know what I mean? I what think about the greater Jumanji cinematic universe. Yeah. <laughs> was Jumanji was the one that came out when we were kids. Was that also based on something else? It's based on a book. Is a book okay? Yeah. Which so I don't maybe, believe maybe is that's remotely what the movie was like. Sure, but maybe that's like vaguely like the, uh, what... the Shrek book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the Horse Soldiers movie. That I just trailer. I said in the theater all I want was it called like Twelve Strong. Yeah, I said all I want is to not have to see that trailer. Thank God we didn't see that trailer for once. That trailer looks so asinine, and I mean nothing against you know U.S. soldiers and whatnot, but that trailer is so jingoistic and insulting. It's just like. We got horses against tanks. It's like, well, whose fucking fault is that, you well, idiots? You like, can't, you're the U.S. military. I'm sorry, you're not the underdog. You can't play that card in the trailer when the start of the trailer is when one of your characters is like, this war is going to be over in a week. Yeah. But uh, if I never have to hear Michael Shannon say, we don't save this village, World Trade Center is just going to be the beginning. Yeah. Ever okay. again in my life, I'll be so happy. I, You know, it's based on a true story. I'm, I'm not trying to like, diss anyone involved oh, the in it subtitle but like, was so obnoxious though like the de- based on the declassified yeah. <laughs> but just the way that trailer presents it is like insultingly like jingoistic and like borderline propaganda trump's america yeah it, it's it's a movie made for the kind of people who go see like a lone survivor an american yeah. sniper yeah. i'm surprised it's not is it directed by peter berg Oh, but that's a Peter Berg joint, or like he produced or something. I bet Peter Berg would love to get his hands on Chris guy. Holmes. That that fucking like sliver of Hollywood, the more conservative side that just exists to like leech money from the, the people who are into that sort of thing. Um, and they've got uh, that Miles Teller movie. Oh yeah, that. Um, now the exact opposite of th- that core Trump's America audience, Black Panther. <laughs> uh yeah trailer looks good it was funny seeing this in front of a dc movie yeah well so when we went to see thor they played the first black panther trailer weirdly yeah when we went to see justice league they played the second black panther trailer <laughs> the quiet place what'd you think of that um i don't know if i rate well i have movie pass so maybe i'll see this in the theater i would be curious to see more about this i'm i'm and it doesn't look particularly good it's weird because it's a john krasinski movie starring him and his wife did he direct it? Uh-huh. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. He started a few movies. I always, I always feel a little nervous when the the husband and wife, yeah, are in a movie together. Yeah, yeah. I always, it's like like getting a tattoo of, of your uh, your significant other. It's name, a, you know? it's a movie, but it's also a shared Facebook account. It's it's <laughs> like when Stephanie Seymour appeared in that video with yeah, know, Kiss of Death. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. And the then concept sl- you, know, is- you know it's bad when Slash has to get up, walk out of the desert, and just play a mean guitar solo. <laughs> He's gonna do that anyway. I, the the concept of the quiet place. There's like some monsters outside, and like you have to be totally quiet. And it's like they're it's just this family living in a house in the woods somewhere. I just completely silent. They walk on. It's neat. You see, they're like they play Monopoly with like they roll the pieces. dice on on carpet, and they have felt pieces. They and do sign language at the dinner table. I just it's like could you keep that up for years? You know, like how. I don't know. I wonder how long you could really stay being silent. Like, I mean, what if you fucking farted, you know? In your sleep. Yeah. How do you not snore? Yeah. If you snore. <laughs> Just like smothering her face in the middle of the night because you start snoring. Or like you'd never knocked anything over before. I don't know. It, Maybe there's more to it. And not that, just a but... fart. Like one of those surprise ones when you drop something and you bend over and a little. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how do you. They must be like farming or hunting or something for food. Yeah. I don't know. To do all that completely silently seems like a tall order. Yeah. Uh, and then we saw the Ready oh. Player One. I thought that was weird that they showed the Ready Player One trailer because that's not really a trailer. It's like a comic con preview. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just showed it anyway. It's very weird as a trailer. It was like Warner Brothers didn't have anything else to show. So they're like, I'm surprised let's show this. They don't have a new trailer cut they should i mean it's what you consider comes out like february right well when does the post come out uh that comes out around christmas this year yeah it's it's oscar contender so it's it's gonna come out wow so we got the post trailer pretty quickly to when the movie actually comes out yeah yeah interesting okay yeah um you'd think they'd have a new trailer for ready player one you'd think warner brothers was like all right we're launching our theoretical big tentpole movie here we need we need some trailers that we want to hype spielberg is in that category of the few remaining men that i just don't i pray to god we never uh we never get bad news about oh anything like him and tom hanks anytime Corey feldman starts talking i I get a little bit worried do you think it's gonna be spielberg well because he you know he produced the goonies and so it's like you you know you know hey take zemeckis take him just don't don't take spielberg now i just i i I would not be shocked and, you know, allegedly and whatnot in air quotes, um, if it was something where like a lot of those guys from the eighties knew about it, they weren't participating, but they kind of knew and they didn't say anything. Yeah. That's not the same. I mean, it's that the same not... as it is with Weinstein now where everyone, you know, knew, but nobody said anything. That's not to say that we're not pro witch hunt in this category. Root them all out. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just shake yeah. the rug loose. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about, Justice League. Oh God, this movie sucked. This movie is just so dumb. It's just the corny mess. It's man. It's, yeah, it's just. I don't hate the movie. Like I hated the other ones. I just found it boring. And I, I would, I would question the validity of almost every single choice made by the film. Yeah. Um, it, almost every aspect of it is poor. Uh, I know 
Zack Snyder's really built a style based on just bad, bad, bad CGI and special effects. But you know one of the effects that really bothered me besides Henry Cavill's upper lip? Mm. When the team's like flying off at one point and you get that bad CGI Alfred, like and then when like they're flying out of the ocean. Oh, he was that, he was there, he was composited though. Yeah, I know what you it mean. It just looks so shitty. Well, I'm because like, you that saw looks like horseshit. The um the jet stream or whatever, you know, like the the in the wake of the plane flying away, it kicks up a huge wave yeah. out on the lake, and Alfred just kind of like ducks a little. Like it just obviously it doesn't it doesn't look like he's being hit with that kind of right. force of wind at the no. same time. Yeah. Well, he just looked fake. Like when you went to go see the Matrix Reloaded in theaters, and then you watched it like in home release, oh, yeah. and you're like, oh, this looks bad. <laughs> oh, that's how I felt about Henry Cavill for the whole whole movie. It felt like he was. CGI through the entire thing. Of which apparently we've discovered almost every Henry Cavill scene was reshot by Joss Whedon. There's like maybe two shots that are original Zack Snyder. Well, after a while, turn your mic. After a while, um, I couldn't tell anymore. Like, I just, I kept staring at his upper lip the whole time. And it like, it was an uncanny valley thing where maybe, like, you could have maybe fooled me at that point and put a real shot in. And you're like, what my if he, brain was so rewired. What if it. he always had a fucked up upper lip? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it felt like every scene with him was CG, especially when he uh, gets out of his, when he, when they resurrect him and he's like flying around in just like pants mm-hmm. and a shirt. He looked totally fake. Like there's so many, obviously like CG, full CG shots of him flying around and whatnot. Ugh. I don't know where to even begin on this movie. I, I mean, I kind of hated it just because I found it so contemptible. Um, and I have so much contempt I for DC fanboys. The audience in the theater of us because they didn't hate it more. Sure. And I'm like, what kind of soma are you assholes on? Oh, I mean, the fucking DC fanboys are just like, oh, I've, I've loved Justice League my whole life. I grew up with them. I'm so happy to see them on screen. It's like, have some fucking self respect, man. Like, demand a better movie than this. Yeah, seriously. Ugh. Again, Just League, not the underdogs. You've got Batman, who might be like solely one of the most successful crossover properties of all time. <laughs> to the if point, you, like if you, you said, like these characters, they you will go back to the safe them. the safe harbor of Batman. They yeah. will reboot Batman to try to save this bullshit. But to me, like this movie is, is frustrating because you could see how uninspired everything was. You know, you could see how it's like they spend so much time building up all these characters' backstories because we don't know who they are really, right? Because they haven't done a good job of that. And then we just have some like really fucking boring fights with villains and like and then it just ends. It's so bland. Well, and you could tell I mean, first of all, Suicide Squad. What a what a pile of hot shit that was. But like you could tell they knew there was problems by the way they shoehorned in Batman and Flash. Like they really wanted to stress certain characters to you. I, I mean like should, like, we, should we the run through this chronologically or should we talk a little more about characters uh let's start chronologically uh because it starts off with some like uh massive spoilers sure i mean please don't if, see the movie if it's possible yeah please don't see the movie this is like this is like like weak old bagels just find it in an alleyway mm-hmm. some point in the future and then then consume it don't don't give them money don't tell them this is okay go ride the high seas if you must um yeah. Or just wait for video. I mean, you're not. Yeah, there's no rush. Wait for your friend to rent it, watch mm. it, and then tell them that you cannot be friends anymore. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so the movie sets up with this kind of like cell phone footage of Superman back when he's alive or some Humped kids. In portrait mode. What the fuck? Yeah. But his kids Could interviewing you, like, him. Why? 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 Oh, just want to make this look really authentic. We'll film it in portrait. But it's like this heavy handed thing where they're going to tell you that basically the world has no more hope since Superman is dead. And it's like, wait a minute. I saw Man exactly, of Steel exactly. and I saw they Batman v Superman. Superman. I know. <laughs> Nobody likes Superman. It's like this movie, it's going for all these big emotions and moments that it has not earned at all. Yeah. Like the world did not miss Superman. Like they hated him. Yeah. And so it feels so fake. And you know what's funny about that is that movie was directed by Zack Snyder. And according to the credits, this movie was directed by Zack Snyder. Would this movie have been better if it was a Michael Bay movie? Uh, I I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, Michael Bay, I don't think I like, don't think even Zack Snyder hates his audience as much as Michael Bay does. Like so. if Arthur Curry, the Aquaman, had a teenage girlfriend and he had like a, a card explaining Romeo and Juliet loss. Yeah, so it's a pointless scene with Superman at the beginning. Just to, I mean, what do you like most about Earth? They ask him and he just like kind of looks off and smiles. I mean, I, I guess he's thinking about Lois laying there. He's I like, don't know. Assholes like you, kid. Yeah. Like, camera the fuck out of my face. They're really trying hard to be like, Hey, let's let's pretend Superman was like uh like the old Superman that everyone liked and not yeah. our shitty version. And uh then there's like this action scene, you know, in quotes action scene with Batman on the rooftop that looks like such a set. Like the, the Who is this guy from Fight Club? Who's in Fight Club? It's one of the Isn't this a guy from Mindhunter? Like Yeah, he's a Mindhunter too. He's yeah. he's a Fincher boy. But who I think is he's one of the cops in Fight Club, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. I mean, what do you mean, who is he, though? Like, as an actor? Like, yeah, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. name. Okay. Sure. He's the older guy in, in Mindhunter, like, right. the partner. Um, I don't know what this guy's doing. He's some kind of criminal. I guess he's stealing something. And then Batman, like, it. Batman beats him up, and then it turns out he's just using this guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to scare him because it attracts a parademon. Mm-hmm sure whatever like this movie by the way also just incoherent there are mm-hmm. so many scenes where it's like you're you're talking about something you must have cut out you know because it makes no sense like you know flowing from scene to scene but yeah yeah bet. so the guy's name is holt mccallany mm-hmm. like i almost feel like this guy was a reshoot because he delivers he's like stealing the exposition to be like well batman do you think that whatever the fuck that thing was is only here because Superman's dead and we have no more hope and Batman's like, fuck off. Yeah, that, that line at the end was so on the nose. It was just, oh. like, I want to believe Joss Whedon didn't write that because it's terrible. This is, by but, the way, this is two minutes into the movie. Yeah. <laughs> also, Batman sucks in this movie. Oh, Batman sucks hard. Is, is everyone ready to get off Ben Affleck's dick now? I mean, like, they were people are so impressed because like oh my god there was that one fight scene in batman v superman where it looks like the video game arkham asylum i love this new batman and it's like actually no batman sucks what's the what's the monologue from that movie like uh there used to be moments golden moments or whatever he says at the beginning i remember you said batman v superman yeah you used to like toby voice of it oh yeah i wish i had that dialogue in front of me it's horrible yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's. I I dare I say that he actually makes the Batman from that movie look better. 
like more effective. He's awful in this. He's movie. really, really he, terrible. He looks like an old man who, who he, you know, I don't want to be mean about it, but he looks like he kind of didn't want to like work out as much for this movie. Right. You right. know, like he, he was like sick of the, the training regimen or something. Well, I think someone also wrote a memo and underlined it a bunch of times and circled it saying like, be more Tony Stark at times. Like be more three piece suit, Bruce Wayne. He, he like he resting was a, Bruce Wayne. He was bad as Batman and Bruce Wayne in this. Like, yeah, just well, they're really playing up that like Batman's rich and he's old. Yeah, yeah, but just like the uh, the fucking like the what is that clip the the lapel um, under the tie like it's not a tie clip is it made it's a tie polo clip? clip? Yeah, the polo clip. There you go. Yeah, like they really like he puts that on a lot when he's just like casual Bruce Wayne with the mm. team, and I'm like. That's not remotely the something more comfortable you slipped into. Yeah, he he was bad in this. This whole scene where he's fighting the dude from Mindhunters, it looks like it's out of like like Schumacher Batman. Yeah, like it, it really does. Like, and one of the he's things about nips. this whole movie, it was originally you know some of it was reshot obviously, but a lot of the shots here, especially the action stuff, is all Snyder stuff. Hmm. And Zack Snyder shoots his movies in a very specific way. That's supposed to look very kind of high contrasty comic booky or, or you know graphic novelly you should say that's kind of like you know his grimdark move mm-hmm. and then they've gone back and post and tried to lighten everything up and make it brighter and more colorful and so there's just noise there's bad noise like i i i know that look i've edited video you know it's like you have done too much to the color you in that shot visual noise visual noise yeah, yeah. It's like you you have stressed this this image more than it can take, and now it looks like garbage. And the whole movie looks like that. This movie looks like shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw a major motion picture that looked this bad on screen. Like it looks just processed into hell and back. Yeah, it's embarrassingly bad. There, there's like literally shots where like it was filmed. It's supposed to be a night scene, and they tried to make it look like day. You know, the the parademons look terrible. They're just forgettable. Towards yeah. the end of the movie, there are sequences where I can't tell if I'm looking at a parademon or cyborg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all the contrast. They yeah. look exact same, like like vague chromatic. Mm-hmm. Why does this parademon explode? And and when it explodes, it makes the mother a bunch, box bunch symbol? of green goo, and then the mother boxes symbols. Which, by the way, mother boxes. I mean, it's a Jack Kirby thing. Sure, whatever. Uh, this is such a bastardization of Jack Kirby stuff. I, I'm sure Jack Kirby stopped getting checks for concepts he created 60 years ago. But well, the story here, there's something so beautifully Freudian about Jack Kirby's creations, and it makes no sense in this dumb fucking movie. The story here is a little too reminiscent of the Avengers too. Well, also, you know, there's these like MacGuffin things that the yeah. villain wants. It's like bullshit Avengers through like planet. a pseudo Lord of the Rings filter, like, especially a Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings filter. Um, there's some really heavy flashback expositioning at certain points. Yeah, the mother boxes should be like the fucking Infinity Stones. I mean, but instead they? they're just like these generic three boxes that form to do. You're never really told what, but it's bad. Man, what if like there'd been like four movies that came out before this that had hinted or you know teased yeah. the mother boxes before we got to? Oh wait, no, they they didn't do that. They rushed right to their well, Justice League movie. The this movie is so stupid. It's not even 
I get that people. Some people had frustrations because Thanos doesn't really do a lot in the first Avengers movie. Obviously, they're setting up for a big grand plan of Thanos, which has to pay off in a big way, right? I mean, the way you've seen snippets of Thanos, you would think that Infinity sure. War I mean, would I, be huge. I don't know why, but like it wouldn't pay off. You're you know? you're really setting up Dark Side in the Batman versus Superman, Dark and then side. and he's mentioned one time in this, and we get fucking Steppenwolf, who's lame. <laughs> I think actually Darkseid is in Justice League 3 and in Justice League 2 they fight Aerosmith. <laughs> that was my bad joke. I, I, is no one going to mention the fact that Steppenwolf is a band? I kept waiting for like somebody to at least make the comment in the movie because it's weird. I was waiting for them to make some kind of dumb Herman Hesse thing. I, I, I don't think that there's any kind of high ground. There's no winning i just wouldn't have gone to stefan wolf as a villain personally he was boring as shit he sucked mm-hmm. he was real dumb like you surely could have put any other weird cg cgi dude in there and he wouldn't have missed much should have brought in uh, anyone who's not named stefan wolf big barda or uh what's the other one granny goodness all of the apocalypse gang are dumb yeah i i, I you know i'm not a dc person but uh, they all seem pretty fucking lame to me yeah um, i like how Batman, he's like just beat up Mine Hunter dude, and then he's just like talking to Alfred on his like on his call. He says Alfred. He says Alfred, and he's like real slick, Bruce Wayne. I gotta kill you now. Sorry. <laughs> oh shit! What was I had our- to break my rule again. <laughs> what was our joke? Is that the his Batman was like super addicted to painkillers? <laughs> it's just all about those opioids. Yeah, <laughs> he he has to get that uh, medication they advertise on football shows now um, to help him? you with the conservation. <laughs> It adds to my anger. That's why I beat the fuck out of criminals. Yeah. The title card is a superimposed like flag blowing over a funeral for Superman. Yeah, there's all this bullshit of like, oh, look, the whole world's mourning Superman now. It's like, that, yeah, I don't believe that. Not established in the text. Nope. There's a lot of, like, I don't know why Lois Lane's even in this movie, but a lot of her and uh, Ma Kent. Lois like waking up at night. Oh, there's no one oh. next to her in bed anymore. Oh, oh, so I think the the big guns, Lois Lane thing. I feel like that's a Joss Whedon thing, though. I oh yeah, I, I'd be shocked if he could bring that in that late into the game. But I guess no, I think it was okay because that yeah. seems like such a Joss Whedon thing. That was 100 Joss Whedon. Um, big gun reference to her. Yeah, I mean, people should be really campaigning to get Chris Terrio the fuck away from Star Wars after this movie. I know. Yeah, but uh, so let's talk about Ma Kent for a second. Which first of all, make make Diane Lane look terrible they foreclosed on the, the kent family farm like why is the bank foreclosing on their farm it's just like to make it extra bad when uh like it's not like she needed superman there to run the farm she was living there on her well, own spoiler before. at the end bruce wayne saves her by buying the bank that foreclosed on her sorry about foreclosing on your house like you couldn't have done that a week earlier, six months earlier. Like, there's no reason for that to happen in this. You could have just shown Ma Kent being sad yeah. at the Kent family farm. It didn't need to get fucking foreclosed she, on. She'll so go, she can pack her shit into a U-Haul go trailer visit Lois and look at extra work. sad. She'll go visit Lois at work and tell her how sad she is. And I was waiting for Lois to be like, where are you staying? Because you're yeah. not staying with me. Yeah. But, My um, place is kind of a one-person place. When uh, when she comes back to the farm to see Superman when he's resurrected... I wanted to cut to the brand new character played by like Jeff Bridges, who's like the banker. Oh, Mrs. Kent, you're <laughs> trespassing on my property, sir. <laughs> um, it's just a bunch of bums squatting here. <laughs> Get out of here. 
criminals. This is our bum orgy site. Um, so we get this stupid newspaper headline of "Did they return to their home planet?" Which well, we I mean, see. Like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna show a newspaper in relation to Superman. What newspaper do you think you might show? Anything but the Daily Planet. Yeah, <laughs> Metropolis Post. What the fuck? Um, so did they return to their planet? And we see a picture of David Bowie, Superman, Prince. That's just asinine. That's, That's insulting just the so Prince of David asinine. Bowie. Like, what are they going for there? Uh, God. And you can tell that the uh, pictures of David Bowie and Prince are real photos. Like they're <laughs> they're trying to put like they're they're like weak ass Superman character who nobody liked, and they're suddenly putting him on the pedestal with Prince and David Bowie. I mean, that's just he should insulting. have like Dennis Rodman up there with him, yeah. <laughs> and like uh, George Zimmerman. Yeah. <laughs> and then like it, it cuts this. There's all this like slow mo, like sad music. Like I don't know what the purpose of this montage is. I guess to show that like people miss Superman oh, even though they don't. But it's like there's something new happening in the world that we didn't have when Superman was around. It's called crime. racism. Yeah, oh, crime I th- and th- racism. I think this guy's like it, it's like some Muslims run this uh, bodega, and he's like. Trump America. Yeah, he's just coming and like like kicking their shit down and until he gets arrested. It's like, oh, if only Superman were here. The only thing that's true to life though is when the cop then slams the guy over the hood, mm-hmm. he looks like he's crying like a baby. I wanted him to get like pepper sprayed in the face and just be like, get the milk. <laughs> it's fucking Chris Cantwell here, yeah. Uh and then there's the funniest <laughs> shot in the entire movie. There's like there's a homeless man on the streets because, as we all know, homeless people didn't exist when uh, Superman was patrolling Metropolis. And this homeless dude, he's got, is he on a dog that he has? He has yeah, a dog. Of course, yeah. he has a dog. He's got a sign up, and the sign just says, I tried. This is played by Joss Whedon. Yeah. This is his cameo. <laughs> Joss Whedon's cameo. I tried. <laughs> and you know what? Here's the lesson, DC do or do not, you know? Trying, not good enough. I don't, is, I don't care that you tried. You failed. This is minute five of the movie. <laughs> I tried. It's such a perfect, seven and a half meta- minutes, but perfect yeah. metaphor for the entire movie. Uh, and, and then, oh yeah, and then random Bruce Bolton shows up. Yeah, Bruce Bolton shows up. Cut to cut to England. This definitely had the whiff of like we reshot this later because people liked Wonder Woman. Yeah. And so like here's an action sequence with Wonder Woman where Roose Bolton shows up. I don't know. Is he like Shin Fine or something? He's 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 going to suicide bomb a bunch of people in like a museum or something or a bank. I yeah, don't know what this like, is. It's like he's like some kind of like Daniel Craig's half brother here is some kind of like existential terrorist. That because there's no hope in the world, they want to blow a, up a bank. I think he's wearing a bowler cap too. Yeah, uh, is that a bowler cap or a pork pie cap? Uh, it seems like more like a bowler than a pork okay, so pie to me. John fucking Steed walks in here. The yeah. businessman with the apple on his face. Well, these are like these dudes all have like little earpieces in. You know, like they're yeah, yeah. like like James Bond hitmen, and they they look like serious private. They security. look like they're about to rob the place. They all look it, like the transporter. Yeah, they they look like they're running a very sophisticated operation here but then it's just a bomb that they're going to blow up yeah because and, the world is bad and do they well do, when they set the bomb off is it uh flip the switch and it blows up that would make sense for suicide bombing right yeah. you just just get it over with yeah yeah no it's got a 20 second timer why why why, why, so you why go, would you have a 20 second timer you gotta go rubbing people's faces <laughs> i am not leaving this world unless i rub it in your fucking face first so wonder woman will show up she'll defeat these assholes 
um, she'll lasso them. So when you lasso them, they have to like tell the truth. And the one guy just says, when she asks, who are you? He's like, we're reactionary terrorists. He should have just said, I'm only here because people liked your movie. This whole scene was shot after the fact. You can tell by the bad compositing CGI. She is just chilling on top of the statue with the scales of justice. This is like the only the first of two times that I think the concept of justice is referenced in this movie that have a title that makes no sense. Yeah, they never even call themselves the Justice League. Uh, yeah, so it's just like kind of lame action scene. I mean, I don't know. I I like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, but this feels so perfunctory. You know, it's just like, ooh, look at her do neat stuff. She blocks a lot of bullets. This seems beneath her, though. It is. It's utterly beneath. Also, this brings up the thing from the first Wonder Woman movie where are people at the most part just shooting at her bracelets? <laughs> well, she's never really doing a lot of movements to block bullets. It's just always like hands in front of her. I guess it's like she's just so fast that she gets her hand there. Yeah. I, I guess so. Why is Roos Bolton like he's the bomb didn't go off because stupidly he set up for a 20 second timer mm-hmm. and she like threw it up in the air. And somehow this this bomb was supposed to take out 40 city blocks. She throws it like 100 feet up in the air. It explodes. Everyone's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the explosion would have been a little bit bigger, but whatever. Right, right. So Roos Bolton, he's just like, well, I'm just going to shoot all these people now. And he's got a fucking machine gun in his hand. He doesn't just Why wasn't scatter. That plan a? Yeah. He, he aims. He's like, he's in yeah. his sights. It's like they're 20 feet away. You have a machine gun. I don't think you're going to miss, dude. I feel like, well, obviously this is in London. If it was in America, yeah. the NRA would tell him, hey, this is why we do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, where did they get all the guns, too? I mean. Hey, hey, thoughts and prayers. For a, for a reactionary now, and prayers, okay? terrorist syndicate, they're incredibly well equipped. All I for a suicide bombing. There's got to be easier ways to suicide bomb I would have this. killed if Gal Gadot then turned to the camera and said, what we need now is comprehensive legislation. <laughs> and Congress, it gives a shit. These are illegal in Britain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I apparently just hopped over from, from Paris, my home base. I guess. Yeah. She saw it on the news. Good thing they had a 20-second timer on that bomb. Uh, then- oh, she was just chilling on the scales of justice in London. Because mm. the shard is in the background. I guess she was just there. Yeah. yeah. Then Bruce Wayne goes to like Skellige here or whatever. Um, I'm looking for Borgs. Yeah. Just some shitty like, I don't know. What is this? North Atlantic? This is like modern day Viking shit right here. Yeah. Just some some crappy seaside town way up north of wherever. This is like the saddest fucking community They're speaking of all time. A, another language, I think. Yeah, they're speaking yeah. something that obviously I couldn't recognize because I don't live where it's cold and sad by the sea. But he's like addressing like the king of this shitberg. And there's fucking Aquaman standing off to the side looking like a homeless person. Yeah, yeah. They Just all like listening in. They all look like Norwegian hobos. But they all seem to know it's like he knows that this is Aquaman, yet he's pretending that it's not. Only to then reveal that he knows And they all oh, know that he's Adam Aquaman. Curry. Yeah. Yeah. And he's offering him like twenty thousand twenty five thousand dollars or is something he, with the mother boxes. Yeah, he sees a drawing about mother bo- boxes on the wall. Like his research has led him here. I don't even well, know. It makes funny. no sense. Yeah, there's some kind of like hieroglyphics in this factory. Yeah, in this like shitty building concerning the Aquaman who looks exactly like like Hobo Cal Drogo here, Cal Drogo of the Seas, and the mother boxes 
Later on, he'll let us know, I wasn't around when the mother boxes were here. That's before yeah. my time. So what the fuck? I guess his dad looked exactly the same or something. I don't know. Sure. How, does Aquaman age normally? Is he like eternal or something? Who the fuck knows? Who, know. who knows anything about Aquaman? This is what I know about Aquaman. He sucks. Yeah. And he, like, I, I hated his character in this well, movie. He was such a nothing. A character who is not remotely suited to the events of the film no he's just so he can't fly right he just somehow like i think some version jumps of him high can. or this something. one can't yeah all they have him do later on is he like surfs on the carcass of one of the parademons oh was that surfing was that what that was supposed to be i guess i'm, so, yeah. I'm giving them a lot of credit sure because <laughs> he's aquaman yeah. yeah and then he he throws his uh little, what well, i tried like, around a lot i feel like the big thing from the reshoots was they're like, okay, even though for some reason you are shooting an Aquaman movie, this character is such a dumb cipher in this movie, but you know what's great? Thor. Can you just pretend you're Chris Hemsworth for... Yeah, give for, us the, the dumb bro yeah. read on this character. A little bit Chris Hemsworth, a little bit like you wish you were in Point Break. Ugh. Then they go outside, and this is the scene where Bruce Wayne is talking to Aquaman outside is hilarious because there's certain shots that are obviously from the reshoots, mm-hmm. and they stick out like such a sore thumb. Sore thumb, like right when he's about to get in the water. Like, uh, I'll, I'll fast forward you to it here. But well, like, I was like, it I was looks very, bad. It's very weird when he just like takes off his shirt in front of Bruce Wayne and like struts out into the water. That shot, obviously a reshoot. It's like every time, like it's like a pretty close frame shot. Oh, a lot like of obvious compositing. A lot of bad, like green screen. I'm yeah. not actually here. And then yeah. Aquaman just gets in the water and goes away. Well, why would you take off your shirt but like not your pants? Are you coming back for that shirt? How many shirts do you go through? Well, then later Bruce Wayne's like, "Oh, I put a tracker on his jacket, but he took it off." The ocean is cold. Next time he got to get up in his grunt. It doesn't seem to bother him. Mm-hmm. So if it doesn't bother him, why does he wear the fucking jacket I, when he's on land? I think obviously he they don't want Aquaman hanging dong, but you know, <laughs> Bruce Wayne's in this crowd of like Vikings. I'm looking for a man. He looks awfully like, like that nude hobo in the corner. <laughs> this is like the big recruiting scene that doesn't work. Like it takes so flat. It takes for fucking ever for them to get the team together here. And yeah. I'm just thinking about Avengers the whole time and like how smoothly they went from character to character to bring them all in. Yeah. And here it's it's not smooth. Hey, big guy. It's getting real shitty outside. Yeah. <laughs> getting real shitty outside. Yeah, so Bruce Wayne has a beard for one scene, then he's shaving it on his private jet. Well, he didn't have the beard when he was Batman at the beginning. No. How long how are, long was he we, hunting down Aquaman? Are we to suppose that he like hiked in for two weeks to like Skellige there or wherever? Because what we have is plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then he's shaving later. It, there's so many scenes where they're they're just trying so hard to like retcon and reestablish and like new see, character arc. He's like, I'll just get comfortable by putting on this like button up shirt and this vest. They're on a plane here. This does not look like the inside of a plane at all. No. Like it's it's way too dark and dim and like moodily lit. And I want to say the walls even looked like stone. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Alfred, would it kill you to like put on a fucking tuxedo or at least like a, a tweed coat or something? Like Alfred's wearing like this like army green, just like well, he's sweater, like, like militarized Alfred. Yeah, that's that's like, this the Alfred pose. sucks. That's like the Zack Snyder Alfred. 
Mm-hmm. No, I'm not a fan at all. Put put a fucking tuxedo on. He's wearing like army boots and like like jeans. Looks like jeans, no, no. Right? These are like uh uh like cargo, cargo pants. pants. Yeah, yeah. That's not my Alfred. Yeah, I want I want him at some point in a tux and like you could have like Barry Allen be like, "Why are you wearing a tux, Alfred?" And, and Jeremy Irons could be like, "It's after six o'clock. When am I a farmer?" Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Barry Allen. We get him meeting his dad. This whole scene with him and his dad and like the drama over Barry Allen, like, you know, you need to stop coming to see me, mm-hmm. uh, leave me in jail, go live your own life. This should all be happening in a Flash movie. Right. Like, this should not be happening in a Justice League movie. It's like, but it's like, oh, we haven't had a Flash movie yet, so we got to do it here. And so let's just rush through some of like the, the Barry Allen pathos. Well, here's the saddest part of though. This is the third time we have seen this incarnation of this character on the big screen. Is it? Yes. He's in Batman vs. Superman. He's even in Suicide Squad. That's right. Yeah. He's in Batman. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and we also still have a Was that going to tie back into that fucking dream sequence? No. Nope. No. You don't even see the stupid Omega symbol. There's no Flash going back in time in this movie to correct anything. No, none of that happens. Um, Also, I had heard that Barry Allen, you know, aka the Flash, was like one of the good parts of this movie. You know, one of the more enjoyable parts from the reviews I read. Um, I fucking hated oh, the yeah. Flash in this movie. Mm-hmm. I hate. I think I might have hated him more than any other character, even Aquaman. Ah, oh my god, I couldn't stand it. This is not the Flash. This is Ezra Miller, Miller doing like kind of cringe comedy mm-hmm. and a lot of like, oh wow, awkward. Wow, ooh, that was that was odd. Wow. So let me let me throw something at you. Oh, like he does a he does a riff on brunch. It's like Barry Allen's doing his tight five. What's the deal with brunch? <laughs> People wait for lunch. They cut scenes of Iris Al- or Iris West. Yeah. What the fuck could she possibly been doing in this movie? I have no idea. Because well, they, the, the, they talk about what a loner doing, he is. What she would have been doing in the movie is trying to establish who the fuck the Flash is because they didn't make their own goddamn movie right. for that first. Right. But yeah, I hated the Flash in this. God, he was so annoying. All his, his humor is like so like lowest common denominator, like low hanging fruit, weak shit. Also, his dad looks nothing like John Wesley Chip. His dad also like when Billy Crudup is Henry Allen. I think he did kill his wife. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I I don't think there was a mistake, Barry. I think your dad killed her. Oh shit! That could be the twist in the fucking Flash movies. He goes back in time to stop Zoom. And it's actually like his Zoom dad. wasn't even there. <laughs> it's actually his dad. He's like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, this whole stupid scene shouldn't be in the movie. And this is all just like, I'm already checking my watch at this point. Like, God, how much, how much fucking boring ass. It's, it's not just like, oh, we need to meet this character and then they can join the team. It's like, no, we have to meet this character and then come back to him a few more times before they will then join the team yeah. because we don't know who these people are yet. Yeah. So we have to establish them. Uh, what do we get? Do we get Cyborg next here? Yeah, Joe yeah. Morton. Joe Morton, who has a heart to heart with the fucking janitor, who is sweeping up all the exposition. This is like grading. You don't need to mop this right here. <laughs> I, I they they'll show him later mopping, and I'm like, you don't need to mop any. He has a bucket of water, and it's just going to seep into whatever this grating's on top of. Sorry about your son dying and all. <laughs> I hadn't had a chance to tell you. At some point, well in the past, you have turned your son to a cyborg. We work together every single day. I haven't told you for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Oops, you're bad. Cyborg 
also not feeling. I I wouldn't say I hated him, but he was extremely mad to me. He is like I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to rank hateability of the of the the core Justice League. Least hateable is Gal Gadot. Mm. Second for me is probably Cyborg, though that's not saying a lot. He was like it, he he was a nothing to me. Like he he might as well not been there. You know, like his he, character like so nebulous. He had nothing. Yeah, he was so bland. He's like part mother box or something. Sure, yeah, the he's mother box made constantly him constantly adapt. He's on his way to becoming like an Iron Man ripoff, is what they're alluding to. And there's a little too much like magic computer stuff. Yeah, happening. way too much magic computer stuff. But like he's got like the little booty thrusters at the end of this this scene. At the end, he can like magically reform his like his armor like peck out i just i find and cyborg like he, in general like a super boring iron character. man chest plate yeah, yeah. well shocker the dc comic universe doesn't have a lot of positive african-american heroes could they not have done john stewart green lantern here i i wonder if they were just like after that movie let's stay the fuck away from the green lantern and they put a little well, green lantern cameo in this but why not black lightning yeah. Other than the unfortunate naming sequence. I mean, I, I'm not super familiar with Justice League, but is, is that really it? Like, uh, as far as uh, non-white people? Well, but do the characters have to be white yeah, from true, the comic? True, yeah. I mean, you, you could just uh, change it up somewhere. Well, like, one of the things that was interesting about the Flash TV show was they made Iris West black. They made Joe West black. That's pretty cool. The Flash could have been black. Yeah. Iris West do something the a little movie, different from the TV show. Iris West in the movie is also an African American actress, which is cool. Like, mm-hmm. and then they cut her out. Yeah. Why couldn't Why couldn't Barry Allen be black? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, um, Cyborg is just blah because it's like we don't know who the fuck this guy is. So they're trying to like rapid fire exposition about how he's like mad that his dad brought him back from this accident that killed his mom and I, it's all this blah 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 i feel a little weird about the character because they keep him in like a hoodie and sweats for like a third of the movie i don't know it i i just they didn't know what to do with him and then the rest of the time they're not giving the actor anything to do expressively of his face because half of his face is eaten up by bad metal cgi well, they, shit. they definitely didn't give him a personality no yeah. they they're like Make it as robotic as possible, your voice, and then we're also going to make it more robotic and post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then the, the fucking janitor, remember that guy? Yeah. He gets like kidnapped or something. I don't know why. Why why was he kidnapped again? Because so Steppenwolf could interrogate Star Labs, Star Labs just like reeked of mother boxes. Sure. Yeah. Then we go to Themyscira. Um, and as, as the internet has well documented, thank goodness, the Amazons look a lot different in this movie. They, I mean, they have like stupid bikini armor, but also yeah, like a lot of midriffs. They suck. Like, no, not this looks like some fucking Xena shit. Like, the production value looks so bad. Yeah. Like, the, the scenes where Connie Nielsen's like sliding under like a falling door to get away, like, it looks so I cheesy. I guess they cut scenes, presumably in the flashbacks with Robin Wright. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> it's almost like they hadn't seen. The Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. When they yeah. made this to the point where I feel like Connie Nielsen's like, guys, are you sure? Because we just did this movie and I uh, it's not bad. And like this, what you're having us do is kind of bad. Well, who's this? Who's their like second in command lieutenant or whatever here? Because like 
I don't know. She dies, right? Artemis? I don't know. Like she, like we don't know who she is, and then she dies, and it's. I guess we're supposed to be sad about it, but like, I don't know. It, it was all so unimpactful. Like I, I, when I was watching this whole sequence where Steppenwolf shows up and just like wreck shit on all these uh, Amazons, I was like, I guess I kind of feel bad because I saw Wonder Woman. But I don't really have any connection to these people here now, except let me, for Connie Let me Nielsen. just try to add a foreign concept to parts of this movie, which is my attempt at logic. The way this scene goes down, wouldn't have Hippolyta like have continued on and like shown up in the world of man to like join this fight? No, she just uh, lights a fire. Well, she's it. just like, oh, you guys are, you guys are, you guys got this. Steppenwolf can just like teleport or something. Well, he's teleporting. It's I can't remember what the portal's called, but it's like something tubes or something. Yeah, boom tubes. Boom tubes. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. It's it's hard for me to explain the Jack Kirby fourth world, but this movie doesn't do it any favors. Okay. Um, but there's no there's literally no explanations about anything to do with Steppenwolf. He just shows up. Apocalypse. Dark side or dark side. Dark side. Um, or boom tubes, or where he's been, or why he has a stupid fucking helmet. In the weird 3D painting montage from the beginning of the Wonder Woman movie where they fought the War of the Gods. Oh, BT dubs. We also had this other massive fight against goddamn aliens mm-hmm. from other dimensions. So that's who they are? They're aliens? It's basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I really thought voice wise that this was Frank Langella. No, Kieran Hines. And I really thought he was going to start being like, now I can open the ninth gate. <laughs> Steppenwolf has this massive battle axe that, like, I don't know, gets hot. It, like, glows on one side. There are several shots where, like, some Amazonian women just take direct hits with that thing and are not, like, sliced in half. Like, well, it, it got kind of distracting. Not that I want to see that happen, but it's like, that's a battle axe. Mm-hmm. I, I know what happens when an axe hits someone, you know? It yeah. doesn't just knock them aside. Um, is this a PG-13 movie? Uh, I assume so, yeah. Even though they say shit like three or four times? Yeah. Um, that's that's why. I, I know it's why. It's just, I don't know. It, was, it was got distracting after well, like a while. They like, it could have like vaporized them or something, you know, because like it glows he, at the end. If he turned it sideways and like like hit them with the flat end or something, well, that or, I don't know I why think, he would. I think if it like, uh, if because because it glows at the end, if it somehow did like a, a magical cut or something, like, like cauterized, that. yeah, like lightsabers, something you can get away with in PG thirteen movie. Well, he is such a bland. He is he has the personality of a goddamn action figure. Is he the worst villain ever? Did you see this controversy online? What? So a writer, that he's the worst villain. Ever. A writer posted a tweet. Oh saying yeah, he's the worst villain of all time. And Joss Whedon, uh, he liked it. it. <laughs> and then the uh, the passionate attacks. Of Joss Whedon, you're trash. How dare you be disloyal to this franchise? DC fanboys are some of the worst people in the world. There is such a strong overlap between the hardcore like DC cinematic people on Reddit and like uh, Donald Trump supporters. Like I'm not making that up. They there's a certain core little group of uh, objectivists there, and Wilson they're here. horrible. I'd rather have Steppenwolf as Alabama's next senator than a Democrat. Yeah, yeah, they're horrible. Uh, so anyway, he he fucking steals some mother box after all. Like, there's like this whole bit where it's like a horse chase. This is extended. I mean, look at this fucking swing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right she is dead. She is headless. Yeah, we are watching this movie in our little recording studio. In case you can't tell, um, 
But it's like this guy can like jump like well, a thousand time, feet in the air. What is your horse going to do? You're not going to get time, away. I can't tell what the fuck is going on with this movie. No, it looks like trash. Some of the stuff of Hippolyta. And then it's like at one point she disappears completely. And then she's also piloting the horse. Well, there's, some other chick there's jumps an, another blonde Amazonian woman who's not her. Who like barely, you know, launches the mother box on an arrow away before she gets like splattered or whatever. Um, yeah, it's all for naught. Even even when all the like big Amazonian cavalry shows up, Steppenwolf just like teleports away with the mother box, and that's it. He's like peace. Yeah, he looks dumb. Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's CGI for some reason. He looks like a moron. He's somehow not Andy Circus. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're like, oh, uh, that shit was pretty bad. I guess we'll light the fire to see if uh, Wonder Woman she's notices. Pulling that arrow, I was like, she's gonna cut her cheek. That was the trailer we didn't talk about, uh, Tomb Raider. Oh, I mean, that looks like garbage. Half half of that trailer is just her leaping from things. There's a scene early in that trailer where she's pulling back a bow, mm-hmm. and it's like that's got to be the worst like bow shot. I acting I've ever seen it. It looks like she couldn't draw like a ten pound bow. Like she looks like so weak, just like stretching this little arrow. Like hmm. it's like I've seen the Hunger Games. I know what it looks like to fire a bow. You know, like it's like did she even go to bow school at all for that? <laughs> also, I, Alicia Vikander. I just I I don't get it. I don't like. I her. can't believe she has an Oscar. I, I, I'm not crazy about. Her. I yeah. liked her just fine in Ex Machina, but I don't I don't like her in general. I really didn't like her in that really really bad. Born, the fourth born. Oh, movie. you saw that? Wow. That's a bad, bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for the scene where her dad via VHS tap says to her, "What the fuck did I do?" <laughs> it's fucking McNulty's her dad. Yeah. Anyway, the is Hippolyta. Yeah, that's the mom, right? She fires an arrow that seemingly lands all the way in Greece. Yeah. Um, cool. And then Wonder Woman, she's like an art curator or something, and she sees it on the TV, and it's this, like, also her coworker. Gives her shit when he asks her how her how her night was or her weekend was, and she's like, "I didn't do anything special." And he's like, "That's all you ever say. You want you know, I never do anything special." And she'd be like, "Fuck you." Oh, that's her, her arc, you know. In quotes in this movie, is yeah. like coming out of the shadows or, or whatever, you know, being more public about her heroism. Essentially, her arc is like, "Why don't you smile more, Wonder Woman?" Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point. Bruce Wayne gives her shit for not being more inspiring. Oh, that. that Why don't scene. you smile more? Yeah. Um, then there's this fucking goofy news story about the aliens who abducted this woman's husband. The janitor, the stupid fucking Is it janitor. The janitor. Yeah. Oh, God and she's it. like cursing up a storm. Like, aliens stole my husband. I'll get those bleep bleep and the bleep bleep. Yeah. I want to bleep them in the bleep. She says. Yeah. Point. Yeah. And and there's Lo- Lois Lane having a chat with Ma Kent here in the break room, Martha. At the newspaper, yeah. Why is the scene in the movie? But it's it's all it's trying to make us feel bad about Superman being dead again. But it's like so clunky. It should make you feel bad about where Martha's sleeping tonight. I just, <laughs> I'm just like Amy Adams. I, I I feel bad for you. You deserve better than this. You know. What is this guy from? I don't know. I don't know who the fuck this other guy is. I feel like I've seen he, him like he, stuff he wants her source, and she's like, "Haha, fuck you." Like, what do you like? I'm Lois Lane, bitch. I got pollsters, bitch. Do you not know anything about how journalism yeah. works? You, you don't get, just get to know who my source is. Yeah. Um, but she's like, no, no, no. I, uh, I'm not ready to do real reporting yet. I'm sticking to the fluff pieces. 
Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, that that's that's Lois Lane. I, I laugh too because at the end of the movie we see that she doesn't have an office or anything. She just has like a cubicle next to a bunch of other jackasses. Again, Pulitzer Prize winner. She's about to write a uh, a column almost as bad as the one that Karen Page writes in Daredevil season two. Do you feel like uh uh oh what's his name? Daredevil. No 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 uh, uh Perry White in these movies. Oh he wasn't in Lawrence this, Fishburne. Was yeah. You feel like he's like glad they don't call him anymore. Uh, it's money, you know. Still it's a paycheck. Everyone in this movie is here for the paycheck. I mean, let's be real. Everyone here is beca- is is here because their kids needed braces or they needed a new driveway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Cyborg figures out who Batman is because he like I don't know magic is magically internet interneting here to figure out that there's like cameras inside the Batcave. Good job, Bruce Wayne. Well, his hands do this hologram voodoo stuff, letting him know that like Bruce Wayne has been spying on him, and then he like reverse hacks into the Batcave. It's so stupid. Yeah, Batman and uh, like uh, Wonder Woman finally shows up to the Batcave to talk to Batman. Well, he sends her off to get Cyborg. I she think. shows up, and we started to get a hint of something here where Alfred gave Bruce shit about how he uh, Batman wanted he's, like, too shy. Batman to talk wanted to her. Alfred to call her instead of doing it himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like it's it's presumably setting up some kind of romance subplot between these two characters. It doesn't totally go anywhere. I mean, I wonder if it did originally or if this was always just intended as like a some mild, you know, sexual tension or something. This would have been so much better if you just played this character as like so pilled up. I mean, he doesn't one know point, what he's doing from moment to moment. Yeah. And he has to shit like crazy, but he can't. <laughs> he's yeah. just pulling tires constantly. I mean, at one point she almost gives oh, him a, a back massage. Yeah. Know. Oh. We'll get there. We'll get there. Half the Justice League has to go on record about how they're here because they think she's fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, we don't know what's happening here. No, we so get, she's we broken get, into we their, the flashback. their pseudo bat cave yeah. to give them the flashback, which is basically the beginning of at least one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Explains what parademons are. and With some kind of sci-fi element. They're, they're walking by the lake discussing I don't, this. I don't like a big lake, lake next to Wayne Manor. That just feels no, it's wrong dumb. to me. Yeah. It, that, strategically, that seems like a bad well, idea. Where's Gotham? Well, and she says too, here in Gotham, and this is the exact opposite of the urban dystopia that we're used to, the crime-ridden Detroit nightmare. I mean, there's nothing on that horizon. Yeah. There's no city yeah, in the background. Yeah. And she's right. like, oh, here in Gotham? Yeah. So Who the fuck are these robed dudes? Uh, other new gods or something? I don't know. Steppenwolf is lame. This whole backstory is boring. So for a second there, I thought he was making the Omega symbol, but he's not even doing that. What's the Omega symbol? What's you know the Omega symbol? But it's it's oh, Darkseid's yeah. thing. No, because I'm trying to remember what is. Did uh, he have a chat with Omega Red about that? No, Darkseid has a thing that he's after, which I believe is the anti-life equation. That's what he's always searching for. Okay, I think you can guess what that is. <laughs> it kills people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, I don't know. When you dig deep enough, comic book stories are, are dumb like that. But yeah, especially whatever. these ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we get a Green Lantern who dies. Green Lantern who dies. Stephen Wolf kills him. There's, I, I don't know if these are supposed to be people. There's like a, a woman who's like basically wearing like a bikini and some like leather she skirt is, things. Yeah, she's wearing like maybe just the strap 
from her like quiver. And I, I can't tell if top. she has a magical glowing arm or if that's just the way it's lit. It's a it's a, it a glowing, glowing arm? arrow at least. Glowing arrow, yeah. And maybe that's just like a, an Amazon. I'm, I'm sure like really deep DC heads like know who the fuck all these people are supposed to be. But I know I think I think her arm is glowing too. Okay. Um. So anyway, Steppenwolf was defeated in the past, and the mother boxes were split up between the Amazonians, the Atlanteans, and men. I think Robin Wright and Willem Dafoe were supposed to be in this sequence. Oh, okay, that would have made sense. The Atlanteans, man, they look like they sucked. Well, look at this fucking Peter Jackson bullshit here. This is all so weird to just get this as a download flashback scene in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's very ham-handed, you know? I am honestly shocked this was not the, the beginning of the movie. You would you would think, at the very least, if you got to do all this lore building, you just get it out of the way. Then, yeah. Then how do they go to that dumbass phone video? <laughs> yeah, this is the kind of thing where like you have like these flashbacks and somebody like, Wakes up from a nightmare because they, they yeah. remember. Maybe it all maybe something. Bruce Wayne, who's been prone to have uh, pill induced nightmares. Sure, yeah, <laughs> some consistency there that might have made sense. Nope, not in this movie. Nope. Oh uh, yeah, so they have a little chat by the lake. Cyborg's like ten feet away watching in a hoodie. Yeah, I at least Real they incognito. <laughs> they brought back later that Wonder Woman know, knew he was there, which I'm like, thank God, because like yeah. that was stupid to have well, him that close. Good for Wonder Woman. Bad on you, Batman. Yeah. You're Not supposed exactly to the be, world's supposed to be kind of your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Flash comes home to like where he's squatting. Because he he can't just be Barry Allen, like forensics guy. He has to like be squatting somewhere. His his little squat is more of a bat cave than Bruce Wayne's bat cave. Uh-huh. God, I hated the Flash in this movie. Yeah. His outfit is so dumb. Well, there's all this like his arc, if you want to call it that for the flash here, is like he's he's really new at this whole superhero gig. He's never really done this before. Like he has a whole fucking suit and everything. Like, how yeah. new could you possibly be at it? Like, I just didn't buy that at all. Yeah, whatever that that clip is in the tie. I really yeah. am not crazy about it, and I don't get why they made that choice. About? Right here. Are you talking about his collar? Those are just buttons. No, there's a clip is there here. A clip? Okay. Yeah, he does it on a couple it's like his look. It's like his signature Bruce Wayne look, which yeah. It's a weird choice. High clips are really tacky. Um, I think I really, really, really hate the look of the Flash, like the costume. I hate the look. It I, might be the thing I I dislike the most as far as the Justice League. I hate the look of the costume. I hate the way that Ezra Miller is playing him as like just like an awkward, like maybe like minorly on the like spectrum. He just type saw character. Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. No, it's he, worse than that. He, but he's like, I can make that worse. Yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't feel like the Flash at all. No. Um, yeah, I I liked Ezra Miller in the Curse, or let's say the Curse of Being a Wallflower. That's not a movie. Um, is that the movie? Perks. The Perks. Yeah. Perks. Perks of Being a Wallflower. I liked him in that. I think he's a good actor. I don't know what he's doing here. Other than that, in the Harry Potter, well, I haven't seen that. But uh, other than that, Harry Potter movie, he has a brief scene in the Amy Schumer movie. Um, as the guy in the office that she fucks who turns out to be a teenager. Okay. <laughs> which basically that plot from that episode of Friends. I just I feel like they they gave him the wrong direction here, which is like you're kind of weird and awkward and socially maladjusted. And it's like that's not Barry Allen. At I, all. I feel like somebody was just like, Who's who's a young actor who's got like superhero cheekbones? Yeah. Hmm. How about this guy? 
I his, I hate his the way lightning. Powers, yeah, they're super ill-defined. The the way like lightning kind of s- strikes around whenever he well, uses like, them. It's like super telegraphed that if he's about to do something flashy, like lightning will start zapping around him for thirty seconds. Except beforehand. in that one scene where he drew on the guy's face. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't work there because that would have you know someone would have noticed. You would have thought. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'll do it immediately. I'm weird. I need friends. What's the deal with brunch? Yeah. I don't have any friends. Like, it's just, what the fuck? What is this characterization of the Flash? I just don't get it. Uh, at least he's shaved the pube stash from uh, yeah. Batman v Superman Flash. Oh, like the weird that was hair atrocious. And all yeah. that stuff. Is this pizza fresh? Was he carrying the pizza when he came in? How old is this pizza? Did we really need this scene just to explain that he like well, has to do, eat a lot? They do nothing with the food. Like no, the, it never comes up later. Obviously, that's a recurring thing from the Flash. Is he needs the carbo load or whatever right after mm-hmm. he uses his powers? When he saves the truck of like the Russian family, we keep coming back to. I swear to God, I thought he was going to ask the little girl for food. I mean, there are plenty of places in this movie where he could have done a funny moment with him. Talk about product eat. placement. If he just starts like. Like dire scenes, and he just like lifts up in the camera like a giant Burger King burger or whatever. No, they got a product placement. This fucking Mercedes here. Yeah, for like forever. Yeah, it's like almost looks like a Batmobile itself. Yeah. Uh, so blah, he's blah, really blah. more rich than he is Batman. More cyborg, like talking to well, she yeah, chats Diana with him online. Here. Yeah, he takes over the Batcave's computers because he's just the magical computer. I wanted like super disgruntled Alfred just being like, "Why don't you just move the fuck in?" <laughs> <laughs> you want some pills too that's all we eat around here the scene where diana goes to what talk- are that shit alex jones pedals that's what we chopped down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> powders yeah, neotropics yeah <laughs> diana goes to talk to cyborg and it's like it's so obvious in the scene on the street at night that they've like they put like some neon signs in there and try to lighten it up like it looks like dog shit. Like it's way too uh, overexposed and color corrected. Uh, and you can just you just know like originally this was not the the style of the movie. The movie is going to be another grim, dark Zack Snyder special, and they had to like which go in and try to fix it. What's funny to me about like his Watchmen, which was one of those ones where he tried to push it as it's going to be directly from the comics. Yeah, it wasn't, and the comics weren't that dark. <laughs> Like the actual Watchmen is very bright. <laughs> so she tries to recruit Cyborg and he's just like, nah. Um, I, this is like the second time we've tried to recruit someone and they said no. Here's, like, here's, I don't know why they had to do this. For here's my note. After he flies away, after telling her no, what if you never saw Cyborg again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in Rounders when Gretchen Maul leaves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Aquaman randomly like saves some dude and I don't know where this is supposed to be. He like just flops his fisherman on like a bar table somewhere. Like, I don't know, some port somewhere demands whiskey and like takes the bottle and like walks away chugging whiskey while like, what is this? Like uh Mickey thump by the white stripes. Yeah, man, I hate the white stripes, but like, why is who, who was like, you know what needs to be his theme song? Oh, we forgot to mention. They do a very muted version of that bullshit. Wonder woman theme. Very earlier. muted. Yeah. I kept listening. Supposedly, the original Superman was score was in here, but I didn't, I didn't, hear, I didn't it. hear it. I didn't hear it. Well, also, you have Danny Elfman. The score sucked. Who right. scored the Batman that most of us know? 
I was surprised they didn't do a touch of the Batman. There might have been in there, but yeah, the score of this movie is garbage as well. Here's why I hate this the Sea Hobo too. He doesn't even finish this bottle before he chucks it. No, there's still some whiskey in that bottle, and he's like, "Ah, fuck the sea, smash it on the ground." Well, he's just like, "I'm just gonna, I'm a badass, I'm just gonna litter in the ocean." It's like were they so afraid that Aquaman was kind of a corny character that they're just like, "He's hard drinking, and he's played by Jason Momoa, and he's a bro." I can't believe there's not a scene where he drives a motorcycle off a cliff into the ocean. I know, really. <laughs> God, he sucks. And then there, there's this whole sequence where he goes down to Atlantis. And this is where it got just really like, what the fuck? Because Steppenwolf shows up and steals the mother cube. But there's like, there's like four people in all of Atlantis here or something. Well, I think this is probably some kind of like other part of Atlantis where they just keep this thing. Sure. Is my guess. But here's what never, ever works. Underwater, underwater action season sequences because there's no dialogue no everyone's a little slow and ripply and there's like only a few people here and now this is amber heard yeah as mira who the fuck is she she's whoever the she like his girlfriend or something hero of atlantis i think she's going to be okay because like they had this conversation that was incoherent to me i was like what the fuck are you talking about it's like blah 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 you were and he's like, well, as you know, my father left me on a doorstep of blah, blah, blah. You know, mother. it's like, or mother. Yeah. But it was like so full of exposition to try to explain what the fuck well, was going I'm, on. I'm, I'm actually generally more curious. Those will pass very quickly than I ever was about Aquaman before. Because similarly, his mother was the queen of Atlantis who got impregnated by just some land dwelling like human person. Some land lover. Yeah. I don't know. How does that work? I don't know. Aquaman. Like if these action scenes are anything to go by, Aquaman is going to be hot garbage. Yeah, because this whole underwater action fight sucks. It looks horrible and it sucks. These characters have no chemistry. Yeah, Mira and Amber Heard. I mean, Amber Heard, she's not a good actress. I mean, it's just, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I don't have a problem with Amber Heard. She's she's. This is not a this is not a strength of on anyone's part. This is not playing to anyone's strengths by any means. If I was gonna try to make a movie. About like underwater Atlanteans, I'm going all British classically trained theater actors. Like you just you can't fuck around with that. You got to go right to the source there. Resurrect Brian Blessed. Only um, only they are going to be able to make this shit work. Bring in uh, Hopkins mm-hmm. while he's still alive, and we'll say yes to anything. Um, I guess there's no part of this dynamic that I want to watch a two hour movie. No, based out of especially because it seems like four people live in Atlantis. I mean, is this just going to be like some kind of like underwater like workplace comedy? Well, then she has to make a little air bubble just so they can talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that going to be the whole whole of the Aquaman movie? <laughs> Hold on a second. Makes a big air bubble. Okay, now we can talk. Yeah. And then he farts in it. So he can control water, I guess. I don't know. His God, Aquaman sucks in this. I mean, I, I hated the Flash more, but I think he's definitely number two for me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I really, I Who, didn't. Who's number three, Batman? I mean, of the Justice League, I mean, Stephen Wolf is just a total piece of garbage. Like, I don't know if he even ranks, but I don't, I don't care about Stephen Wolf enough to hate him. So we're talking about hateability. Yeah, number one, the Flash. Number two, Aquaman. Um, I might actually say how he's used here, Superman. My number three most hated character. He just comes off like such a psychopathic cyborg of a character yeah, like yeah. he looks like he's cg he's totally unrelatable like they they give him the way they give him dialogue he's like so understated and it's almost like he like uh, it's like if a mannequin 
yeah was a deliberate exposition at times it's like we want to make sure you're as wooden as possible he is like living up to every bad joke made on keanu reeves behalf uh-huh. yeah i could see superman i mean i hated batman a lot too though um anyway where is this movie going blah 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 just a ton of fucking stupid ass exposition between these two underwater super here. super dark yeah, and then randomly it's like let's go to fucking Chernobyl to see what uh, the quaint Russian family's doing because this is where like the parademons and Steppenwolf have like they've made their lair in in the abandoned nuclear reactor Why nearby. On the world with this family, we keep coming back to this family. They're like like making a siege. They're like holding up in their little shitty you house. You didn't really need to keep coming back. To these Why people. do we keep? It, it seems like it's all a joke to have the little girl whip out the bug spray. Bad joke. Which I feel that's like just, that's a Joss Whedon joke. That's that's just weak. And then just to have one, Throw that small, one away, Joss. small example of somebody they can save when that family hops in a uh, uh, a truck to drive away. You, which, didn't, you didn't need any of that for like the same well, civilians it's part all later. Set up the Flash versus Superman race, which they then beat to death even more in a post credit sequence. But at the end of the movie, this family will be. Utterly homeless again. Yeah, probably, there's a real housing crisis. They probably in the all DC have world. like cancer now too. Like, oh, yeah. what kind of radiation's going on there? Yeah. Um, that whole flash. I'll, I'll talk about the race at the end, but yeah, I have some issues with that too. We don't need to keep coming back to the stupid Russian family or hiding in their house from parademons through the whole movie. Well, why can't they get in and kill these people? Well, like supp- supposedly there was like an hour and a half they cut from this movie because the studio mandate was two hours or less. And so they had to cut a bunch of shit out. And yet here we are. It's 47 minutes into the movie. And like the team hasn't even fucking assembled yet. Like no. they're taking for goddamn ever to get this team together. And We're not like, even to the point where Flash, Wonder Woman, and Batman are standing together. Yeah. Um, still waiting. You no. Know, so let me clarify this. They had to cut an hour and a half of footage. This was potentially pre Joss Whedon reshoots. Yeah. I mean, I don't. From what I'm able to gather, and I could be wrong, you know, but it sounds like Zack Snyder had just like four hours or something of footage to work with, and it was a disaster. They they let him shoot the movie, even though Batman or Superman just flopped, and they went and shot the movie, and like it was a disaster. So they needed to go do a bunch of reshoots, mm-hmm. and I think he had planned out many of the reshoots, and I think at that point, Joss Whedon was doing a rewrite, okay, of the script. And then he dropped out of production and Joss Whedon kind of took over more in post-production. It's what's going on here. I'm just adjusting. My You're just really going to town on your belly over here. Um, like, uh, I love that we're doing surgery on this movie, mm-hmm. like just opening it up. And I have no intentions of removing that tumor because it's all tumors. It's all tumors, baby. Yeah. Um, what point does some executive be like, Hey, Zack Snyder and Chris Terrio, by the way, you guys are terrible. You just handed us a 350-page script. By all means, go film well, all of this mess. It makes me wonder, like, when they started shooting, did they have a script? You know, like, yeah. what what was the process here? Like, how you shouldn't be surprised that, like, oh shit, this is a four-hour movie. You yeah, know, yeah. That, that shouldn't be a shock to you, uh, especially but, when he already did it once with Batman v Superman. You should be a little locked down on that. You know, it'd be. I, I guess it's the way you worded it too that I'm confused by. So. Doing a rewrite on a script to me potentially means like page one, you could be starting from the beginning and stuff. That's not cohesive to reshooting because that could be all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I assume Joss Whedon is brought in at some point to 
try to make lemonade right. basically you know like what's the guy from rogue one many many lemons tony gilroy uh, tony gilroy yeah, yeah, yeah one of those situations didn't they do the same thing for fantastic four somebody came in yeah kinberg oh say that again uh what's happening now cyborg's dad gets kidnapped by parademons no one gives a shit and then like it's like oh it's time to introduce uh, Commissioner Gordon, because like a lot of people are getting kidnapped by parody. So Commissioner Gordon is being informed by one of his detectives of crimes happening in Metropolis. Yeah, that that a a crazy bat like person is kidnapping people. So the Gotham City Commissioner is being kept abreast. Jake J.K. Simmons did not work for me at all in this role. Well, there's there's no point to this character. There's no reason for him. Also, why did he have to get so jacked? He just role. to me it's it's he's too well known as J. Jonah Jameson. Like I'm just like, why is J. Jonah Jameson in this movie? Like it didn't work for me at all. I, I, I don't think you can use this guy as your Commissioner Gordon. I would recast. Like uh, when Matt Reeves cast a new Batman, I'd get a new Commissioner Gordon too. Because it just felt jarring to me. Like he didn't fit at all. No, well then it's well, so we have the introduction. We'll get into Commissioner Gordon again in a second. But so Bruce gets off the uh, the private jet with Barry and introduces him to Diana. With Barry and his Mercedes, so you can see. That's right. The, yeah. the Mercedes is lowered off the jet. <laughs> There's room on this jet for the Mercedes to be trucked along, too. Uh, Barry has to make make it known that he finds Diana hot. Of course. He has to be super awkward about it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she's an attractive woman, and he's awkward and cringy. Yeah. It's like he's the, the worst kind of audience proxy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Oh my god, you got a signal that's so cool! Ooh, I should be quiet. We don't want to give that secret away." Uh, it reminds me at some point, if not in this episode, because this is going to go long. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about in Stranger Things too, how much I like Max and how much I hated how they used her character. Okay. Um, so Cyborg will come back to his shitty apartment that he shares with his dad that's been trashed. And see that utterly blurry ink blob Rorschach thing in the night sky. Oh yeah, that is the bat signal. It's like the only reason this is happening is because there's like, oh, it's Batman. We got to put a fucking bat signal into the movie somewhere, you know. I remember even when they were casting him, I was like, why do you need Commissioner Gordon in a Justice yeah. League movie? But Batman shows up to talk to Commissioner Gordon on the roof, and then like Wonder Woman and Flash are there, and they've like suited up to you. He's like, look at these freaks that I hang out with now. Mm-hmm. And then like eventually, I think Cyborg and Iron Man show up too, or not Iron Man, <laughs> Aquaman <laughs> show up too. If only Iron Man showed up, I feel like he would just have a diss for each of them and like double Iron Middle Fingers fly away, you know. Well, it's like they've taken the Iron Man character, cut him into three, and that's half your Justice League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's it's like, oh, some parademons are kidnapping someone. They like they figure out with the help of like Cyborg that like these these vents that they're coming from all lead underwater to some water treatment plant, or I don't know who who gives a fuck. Like in Gotham, it's so inane. Yeah, it's like oh. The parademons are hanging out with Steppenwolf somewhere, kidnapping people from Star Lab. So we got to go team up and do something together. It's just like an excuse for them to an excuse for the movie to finally fucking start an hour in. You know? Yeah. This is uh this is episode four of the Netflix TV series version. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole uh, oh Gordon turns around and they're gone except for Flash. He's there and he's quirky and he's like oh wow they just vanished wow. That that's, was rude. Wow. That's rude, bro. They straight up ghosted oh, you. I'm going to go away now. Oink. But, we, but he's like, 
lightning, lightning, lightning. Then I run away. Why does he have wires all over his suit? I don't that was know. Really distracting. To I me. don't. The fuck. The the person who designed this costume should stand trial. I know. I mean the the little thing, the L, the upside down boomerang, golden boomerang, on the side of his head where his ears are. What the fuck is that thing? It's a terrible costume. I mean, I'm glad they got rid of the little wings on both Captain America and the Flash's heads. You know, from their comic book partner. I think- Flash in the TV show has those. Does he have the wings? He's got the. They're like his. That's his radio. Oh. In the, his little. Well, it looks a shit a lot better than this. Yeah. Thing. Oh, it, the, the TV show Flash is like ten thousand times superior to what we're getting in the Flash here. It's God. Well, and he also, for the most part, stands for what the characters stand for, which is a lot less, a lot more positive, and a lot more functional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's this one shot where, like, they they all load up on like Batman's like weird robot robot minor thing or whatever to to roll in and there's like this shot where they're all like hopping down and it's just like let's watch everyone do an ass squat it's like a really bizarre shot which i gotta know reshoot or not yeah reshoot or not here it's like there's batman it's like ooh, there's wonder woman check that ass out and it's like ooh, yeah there's well yeah yeah you cyborg. almost get an upskirt check out that metal cyborg ass. you almost get an upskirt of wonder woman a few times yeah oh and by the way cyborg has an ass yeah. That is thick and metallic. And then, oh, there's some flash ass. Like, everyone has to squat right right in front of the camera. It's so weird. I would argue that Flash's ass is the even most bizarre part of his costume. Because there's, it's it's like uh, just black underneath suit. It's like black like, there, buns there, with There's wires. no armor there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You want a little armor on your ass, <laughs> Seriously. you know? At least for the part after you've done a lot of running and you need to sit down. But I think I was, what was it? I think it was the Red Letter Media review they did this. They're talking about how. The way Zack Snyder like designs for his movies, like it's a very specific look, you know. Um, it, it's not a look I'm a fan of, but it is a look. And so, like all the costumes and all the lighting and all the ways he shoots a movie are intended to to get this certain look. And you can't just go take those same costumes and shoot them in different types of lighting. Right. You would, you know what I mean? Like they look weird and goofy. You see a close up of Batman's costume oh. later in the light, and it looks. Yeah. Awful. Look at that costume bunches up on the back of the flashes. You oh, just got me thinking now. Well, this is the kind of script that my dead ex-wife would write. <laughs> uh, and there's more Alfred not wearing a tuxedo, and uh, this, well, he's like in a trench coat. It's a whole dumb action <laughs> sequence where like there's a bunch of Star Lads people. Oh, it's it starts out with Steppenwolf off screen, like choking and murdering, like breaking this woman's neck. Yeah, it just I don't know it. Is that a Snyderism? I don't know. It was a little weird. Uh, makes me wonder if like it's a it's a Snyder thing, and then Joss Whedon's like, we can just hear it. We don't need to see it. Yeah. It just, what if Joss Whedon did like a total heel turn, and he was just like, people are mad at me now because I cheated on my wife. Fuck it. I'm going all in on, on so, being an MRA. Wouldn't that be just the worst thing ever? Yes. The other scene that I wonder is Joss Whedon's is the Aquaman confession. Oh yeah, that which is- starts off with "and you, you're fucking gorgeous," and I was like, "Oh yeah," because he's on the last of truth, so he has to tell the truth. Although, I guess he was just sitting on it. Was that what was yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's such a Joss Whedon joke. Leaves her fucking lasso sitting around. I don't know. Anyway, this is a boring action sequence. Yeah. Um, Flash, it's like has to be told what to do by batman batman's like just go save a person flash is like well i just normally push people out of the way i suck even though i had this whole crazy armored costume and i showed up for all this yeah 
I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but he said we might die. Go. Yeah. They rescue some people, including, I think, Cyborg's dad. Yeah. Who, who then never appears again in the movie. Oh, if I'm not no, they, they send him off. They just send him off. Well, the Cyborg's like, get out of your dad. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they saved the janitor. No. Yeah. Not How sure is that guy not played by Harry Dean Stanton? <laughs> The Steppenwolf, Avenge me! Steppenwolf kicks everyone's ass. Um, we get a little bit of like Wonder Woman like sword fighting against his axe or something. Eventually, Cyborg has to take over Bruce Batman's like weird robot thing yeah. to get them all out of there. His Pacific Rim. It's just Japanese so robot thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what even, what even happens here? Does anything happen in the scene other than like they just fight and he gets away? I think. It, Maybe Steppenwolf. I think eventually Steppenwolf's just like this is a distraction or whatever. Like, yeah, he just pieces out. Yeah, yeah. He he he's read this part of the script and he knows that we're just killing time. Uh huh. Yeah, and then I think at this point in the second Avengers movie, you have a whole like little speech with Ultron that I actually think is one of the best parts of the movie because as dumb as that character is, there is a personality. There is a uh, a a reason for the things he does. There's a decent actor uh, saying him mm-hmm. such as it is. There's good dialogue. Um, yeah. This none is of garbage. that is on play. And the Flash's like. big moment is like he uses a speed power to go do a little boop on Diana's sword to knock it back into her hand at one and then, point. And then she does some amazing shit with it. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I'm part of but, that. I mean, they seriously did not know what to do with Flash in this no. movie, like power wise. I've, at one point, they like send him off from the big fight at the end. They're like, "Go rescue some civilians two miles away," which Superman has to come do right for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've only seen the one with the guy from the Ryan Murphy stuff, and I gotta say, I feel like the Quicksilver from those Brian Singer movies is better, and like the speed stuff than this. The TV show Flash isn't always great because there are definitely times when you're like, Flash, they they couldn't have gotten that far away. You can go get them, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like the the usage of Flash powers is so much better. Well, you have two in the TV show. You either do like it's always worrying, and we don't ever really see what he's doing. Yeah, or everything slows way down. I I, I know I'm in the minority in this. I didn't really like the Quicksilver from the. I didn't like it either. Those movies, but it's better than this. I mean, Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, I thought was fine. Like yeah. that to me was an about appropriate level of Quicksilver speed. It wasn't too insanely fast. That like, like the Quicksilver in the the Marvel or not the Marvel, um, the X Men ones, it, it was too fast. It was You're right. The, it was just like walking around mugging at the camera and like you know, like you know doing like little Jim Halport expressions. The, the Aaron whole time. is Aaron Johnson. The Aaron Johnson Quicksilver is pretty good. The way they use him is pretty good. It would have been good if they could have got the director of that movie to maybe have done some stuff with this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if there wasn't stupid lightning going around every time you yeah, go yeah. somewhere. Or if they'll just like, I don't know, if, if they even make a Flash movie, like, would they keep that? I don't know why you would. It looks stupid. I wouldn't keep the actor. Yeah, I think they, I guess. You just say for now. he's too busy filming three scenes in the next Harry Potter movie. Uh, you know, like, Five years ago, probably we on our old, old, old podcast, we were joking about what they should do for the DCEU. This is probably before they'd even announced Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, you start with the Flash. Yeah. 
and you you make that your one character and then you expand out from there and you do you know four movies or well, something they've tried though they've tried so many false starts i remember for a long time there was supposed to be like a fucking david goyer flash movie starring ryan reynolds no no why yeah. And then, well, David Goyer is the guy. Keep popping up. David Goyer is the guy who always has, like, he's probably written like a thousand spec scripts for DC superheroes that never got made. So that for a while, like, this is years before the Greg Berlanti Arrowverse Mm -hmm. shows. There was going to be a Green Arrow movie called Supermax, where he gets sent to jail. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. I was I was really hurt when I uh, first heard that he was involved in the Nolan movie, and I thought, well, it's not going to be any good. Because he's got David Goyer. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that it is. Yeah, he's just one of those guys you have to deal with when it comes to Warner Brothers. Well, apparently. Then he was quickly gone. <laughs> yeah. So eventually Aquaman shows up because like Steppenwolf like blows up uh, part of the tunnel that they're in, and like the the Gotham Harbor is gonna like crash into them. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Aquaman can slow down water like a little. I can't totally stop it. Yeah. They all get away. They're just like hanging on to like this weird robot thing that climbs up. And is this where Cyborg just pieces out? Yeah, he just leaves because he he sense because he's made by the mother box somehow. He can sense it or something. Yeah, yeah. So he just like flies away to get it. And then like Aquaman shows up and like just drops some like bro lines that are stupid. It's like sub bitches. Yeah. Back to the farm or not the farm? The, the Russian, the Russian people. Yeah, the Russian farm. Chernobyl. Yeah. Back in Russian Bonanza. Um, yeah, the little girl finds the bug spray. The uh, parademons uh, uh. can't get into their shitty farmhouse for some reason. They're just like, oh, we think something's going on in here, but we're, we're just All gonna... they're doing is pushing up like mattresses against windows and things. I know. <laughs> the parademons kicked the shit out of Batman earlier, yet they can't get in this dumb house. So they all go back to the Batcave and Barry Allen's like zipping around, googly-eyed at everything. Oh my God, it's like a Batcave. This is so cool. Yeah, God, his oh, character's awful in this. Also, the the Aquaman's thing, who, mind you, is Aquaman mm-hmm. of all things, is like, so what do you do? He's like, dress up like a bat. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Have you looked in the mirror, buddy? <laughs> I mean, for, fortunately, at least Ben Affleck says at one point, at least I didn't bring a fork to battle or whatever yeah. the fuck he says. So, they, yeah, they've all convened in the Batcave. The cyborg went and got the mother box. I like how, like... And his hoodie. There's this whole... uh kind of MacGuffin-y thing where it's like gotta get the mother boxes he just goes and gets one off screen and yeah. you're like sure whatever yeah oh we find out it was found in world war one yeah and there's like i don't even know what's happening here the 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 hand wavy exposition is flying so fast and furious that suddenly they're like uh well uh looks like a mother box maybe with the human human tissue and muscles is too much but uh maybe if there was a body that didn't decay it could handle it hey let's resurrect superman and that's it's just like suddenly we're all talking about resurrecting superman now. which by the way you have cyborg who is the direct <laughs> reaction like obviously it does work he is yeah. alive and function yeah and then it just turns into this argument over over whether or not they should resurrect superman just in the middle of the movie they're like hey should we should we resurrect superman i don't know let's argue about it it's a it's a watered down version of some of the similar things in like Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, I guess in a way, yeah. But the there but there really isn't the same sort of um moral no, it's no stakes way. or anything. Well, first you, know? you got Cal Drogo in this <laughs> weighing in on this. It's, but it isn't like it's so half fast and like empty. They haven't established like 
Tony Stark, you made this mistake, and now you want to do the same thing again. Like yeah. we understand why they're like to fix your mistake. Yeah, we understand that conflict. Whereas here, they're just like, ah, that seems like a bad idea. Well, their their leading argument is uh, like counterpoint, Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. which unfortunately is a prophecy because we will now spend twenty minutes with like Pet Cemetery Superman. Yeah, and it, for some reason, Diana's really opposed to this, and there's. All this whole like you blame yourself for killing for him dying and he's just like yeah you suck for not being out in public and even though I'm Batman and I hide you know and like he's really telling her off here and he he drops the whole she's like she says something about moving on and he's just like Steve Trevor tell you that ooh we're just like fuck you man and so she punches him in the chest I wanted to hear later on that like his clavicle was busted but, like I just like there's no. There's no side of that where you can be like, yeah, good point, Bruce Wayne. Like, that's just like an asshole thing to say. Yeah. Uh, I think Cyborg even calls him an asshole later in the scene. Like, yeah, he's like, I worked out the math while you were being a dick. Yeah. And it, it, it feels like manufactured conflict because they needed a, a, a midpoint story beat where they're, they're not on the same right. page, you know, and they have to argue with each other. Which they will make up in three minutes over glasses of whiskey. Yeah. And it's like the other characters are all standing around basically while they're arguing. But I just love how like the the fucking death and return of the Superman is an afterthought. Seemingly like this huge, you know, famous story arc in the comic books. And it's like, it's like, this is the worst possible way you could have done it. You know? Well, it's, there should have been a little bit more of like, we can't beat this villain on our own. Well, we need to bring in really the bigger guns. Like we need to have this do, moral debate because of that. If you're going to do a death and return of Superman, number one, you need to establish a Superman that doesn't suck. Number two, this should be happening in Superman's movie. Like it's it's weird that like Superman died and came back to life, and not even in his own movies. Yeah, it it just feels so perfunctory. Like it's such a waste of a storyline. Well, like what do they do? If they ever do, which they will not, mm-hmm. another of these Superman movies, will it just be called Man of Steel 2? Who even knows? Yeah, eventually, I don't know, Alfred's like telling off Bruce Wayne here. I can't remember what's happening in this scene. In his like, weird Chinese armor room. Yeah, why does he have that room? I don't know. What is Cyborg doing here? I can't tell because it's, it's the really screen dark. is almost yeah. incredibly black. Except for the red and blue lights coming off of Cyborg. Uh, we get a, a shot of like Batman like doing a Batman pose on a top of a building somewhere in Gotham. The, the usual, like it looks like he's pooping on an I-beam yeah. construction site. Yeah. Wonder Woman comes up trying to make nice with him. Oh, there's oh, so they've it's it's weird because like they, they had that argument, but then they're gonna go wake up Superman anyway. Oh, 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 we the thing we couldn't see at all. Oh, there was that them digging. That's up them the... digging. You can't see Ezra Miller at all in this cut. <laughs> Damn, that's ridiculous. That's right. Yeah, they had to go fucking dig up Superman, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, um, but I feel like they they missed the opportunities to really make the jokes. It's, there. Yeah, it's two characters with shovels literally digging up. Well, and it, the hand wave where Flash is like, I could do this really fast, but it feels wrong. Yeah. So you'll just do it slow. Like, yeah. Oh, that's stupid. Because there's more room for these awkward conversations. Yeah. He's trying to like his like his series arc is he's trying to get a fist bump from Cyborg. Yeah. 
it just wasn't working for me. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to pretend to be military people to take the body into the militarized site that is the Kryptonian spaceship, which is the whole third act of Batman vs. Superman. For some reason, they have to put Superman's body in some like Kryptonian amniotic fluid. Or, for or some they, reason, where they put Michael Shannon to turn him into Doom. I mean, there is some like it. It flies by so fast. The explanations for why they're doing this. I think at this point they're like, "You bought this shit in the end of Batman vs. Superman. You're going to buy it again." So this is what. Batman and Wonder Woman are watching. It's like there's like a question of whether or not these guys will pass the the checkpoint. Like if Cyborg can hack the thing, and then later we just see Batman and Wonder Woman just like zip in. Like, could you've all just broken in and just can, been carrying the body over your shoulder? Can Wonder Woman fly? I'm still unclear on that. I can't remember in her movie if she can or not. She seemingly floats at times. I know off and on in the comics she can. Yeah. Anyway, these fucking jokers and like like they're all kitted up here they've got their suits on but like do they need to be if they're infiltrating like a military installation like well, i guess i would no matter what if you're not in like the base i would i guess i'd be wearing the outfit except for cyborg was always suited up but I, know, I feel like there are times in the marvel movies where they don't all suit up depending on what they're doing you know i don't know i mean again this what are we like an hour and something in the movie this is fucking amateur hour <laughs> We are are we seriously only an hour and ten minutes in this movie? God, this movie is so long. I know. Let's let's move it along here. Um, we get the cameo shot of Kevin Costner in the casket Featured with Superman. Photograph cameo. I I feel ripped off that I didn't get at least one more scene of like a dream sequence Kevin Costner talking to Clark. What if he was just like standing there in the puddle beside his unconscious body, like talk like monologuing him? I feel like it's he needs to, Clark needs to have another weird flashback where his like dad's on a mountaintop and he's just like you know Clark the thing is you have to you have to kill your victims after you're done with them otherwise they're witnesses and witnesses are really a problem. Listen, son, a lot of people think if you just snap an enemy's neck that's enough. No, you want to turn their head completely around till it's facing backwards and all googly eyed. You ever try and saw through someone's windpipe? It's harder than you think. <laughs> it's real rubbery. I'll tell you when you're dead at that dead body. When you're so erect that you can't digest food or mm-hmm. go swimming for an hour. So they got they gotta put fucking Superman's body. I like how I like how Aquaman does it, like, well, he's the water guy, so he'll put Superman in the water. Uh, <laughs> he just like pushes him under the water. Like I wanted to see him like keep pushing him down because he keeps trying to float. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they need to Oh, this is such bullshit. This, this is, is so, so dumb. dumb. The 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 mother box is not charged even though again no, the, the, the Lex Luthor like burned out the uh, the batteries or something on right. the Kryptonian ship but what he's having him do is charge the mother box or something which is yeah. a device of perpetual energy or it was whatever like the, the ship Lex burned the batteries out so the ship can't do it so the flash has to do it by like right. and they have to for some reason they have to time it just when the cube mother box hits the water I don't know why it's so hand wavy and dumb. Wouldn't this affect everyone else who's in the water too? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, blah blah. blah. They they resurrect him, even though they're like still arguing about it, you know. And then Superman shoots up into the sky, and it's funny because it's supposed to be night, but then suddenly it's day outside. Remember how it was night when they came into yeah, the yeah. scene? Yeah. Well, it's gonna be day in a second. Um, so Superman's out there. It's it's almost amazing to me how you can have a character like Superman who like 
what's his like what's superman's main deal is he gets his power from the yellow sun right uh-huh. you never see him in direct sunlight in this entire fucking movie like what a perfect opportunity after he's been resurrected for him to fly up and get blasted what? by that yellow sun but, wouldn't it have made almost i don't know more sense for him to do on this whole rage like zombie rage thing until the sun came until out the sun comes up sure yeah. and there then you get go some blasts of rays and no. so the mother box will get flung onto like top of some car hood and they just fucking forget about yeah, it we'll forget about it for a few minutes Stephen wolf just like comes in later and like yoinks it away so then we're gonna have an action sequence where he flies to his own like monument which is in a park presumably in metropolis oh and they're like hey what's a good thing to do with the superman character who in the past two movies has just been an awkward block of wood who everyone hates let's have him stand around and not talk and just kind of like have like a weird fake upward lip and like grimace at, at people and, and glare at them. Yeah, because that's one one of Henry Cavill's strengths. And I believe this was all stuff that was originally shot at night and they had to like change the color processing to make it look like day and reshoot a bunch of it. And like, well, what gets me is that there's the Justice League shows up minus Batman, I think at first. Yeah. Uh, there's two cops. There's no one else like everyone would see this you're in a park surrounded by buildings like shooting bolts of electricity at people. you know what there's a lot of in this movie too is like the justice league all standing in a line yeah like they just keep lining up like that and it's really cheesy it's a little too cash it's like a little too casual we're getting a little too comfortable like like this is like an office romance or well, comedy what's or- strange is that like they never do this in the avengers and joss whedon made two of those so was this his decision or was this like a snyder holdover there is there is at least three or four in those first two Avengers movies moments where they just get the pageantry just right, like the circling around shot as they're all. That's doing. how you do it. You don't yeah. put them in a straight fucking line. You circle around because that's more interesting. Well, also, yeah. you don't do the like what are, the, what are we calling it? The crowded elevator poster. No, God, that poster is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So eventually, Cyborg like he's just like, sorry guys, I have to attack Superman because of my suit or something that 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 went right over my head. I guess his suit senses danger or something. Well, and, and meanwhile, Aquaman's like, this dude's freaking out. And Cyborg's just like, I don't want to do it, but I have to attack him. You know what I want a moratorium on is the, uh, the like powerful character punches other powerful character and they have to skid or cause rubble as they like it. That's half- all Superman does is yeah. he punches someone. That's, into- ha- that's two thirds of this yeah. movie. Yeah. A lot of impact craters and shit. Uh, so they fight. It's lame. Superman kicks all their asses. And he really, it's like we finally see Superman uh, letting his mask drop and just being a true villainous, murderous psycho here. As, I mean, I'm pretty sure he kills these cops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, David Carradine was right. Um, so the big guns, which, oh, he smiles too. <laughs> it's so fucking creepy because it's like, okay, the mustache. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to see the mustache footage so bad. I. I feel like it says something about the kind of the power wielded by the people in Hollywood who make this movie and who make Mission Impossible 6. Mm-hmm. That Peter Cavill in Mission Impossible 6 has, has a mustache in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he needs to do reshoots for this movie. And Paramount and Tom Cruise or whatever are just like, no, he's not shaving the fucking mustache. Fuck you. He can spend a millions of dollars CGIing out his mustache. 
Like, even though it would have been so much easier to shave his fucking mustache off and then put a fake mustache on yeah. for Mission Impossible 6, yeah. they were like, no, fuck you. That's insane. I would love to hear the exact amount of money that, that mustache cost them in CGI. When they could have just shaved it off and used a fake mustache. Like, apparently Paramount in the Mission Impossible franchise just wield a little more power. Yeah. You know? He... He looks like Paul Ryan taking away healthcare <laughs> from poor people and raising their fucking taxes. Yeah. He's so giddy in this. Um, well, so it's we, a shame that this is one of the only times we really get to see Diana and Superman interact. And yeah, he's like a weird zombie person or whatever. You know, like I feel like we've gotten almost nothing of those two characters together. They don't really interact with each other in the other movie either. No, and then and then here they barely interact as well. Like well, the, her, her like most dialogue with him is when he's like all deranged in a different movie. I would have loved this sequence with a flash. So Superman is like taking care of Diana, Aquaman and cyborg all single handedly. So flash is going to run around and flank him and he's moving in slow motion. And as he's doing it, he's watching Superman who just slowly is eyeballing him. Like he can see him. It would have been better the if force. the flash wasn't all bug. eyed. like, Whoa, yeah. he's looking at me like, God, the facial expressions they have Ezra Miller doing this are so bad. Well, 10% of the Flash, the fastest man on Earth, is him tripping mm-hmm. or slipping. Shooting lightning everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So So anyway, so Batman had threatened to call in the big guns earlier. If this whole Superman fiasco goes wrong. The big guns are called in. Uh, as Alfred says, those are pretty big well, guns. This is after he shows up and Superman's like about to crush his skull and he's just like, do you bleed? Ha ha. Call back, you know? Yeah. Um, also further hinting that I think the real love story in this movie is Superman and Batman. Well, Cause he's just like, do you like dislike me that much? And he's like, well, I don't not like you. Oh God, that, I actually kind that, of love you. That was Whedon. And that was awful. That, yeah. That the Batman is not like a stuttering Whedon knight. Like that, just that kind of dialogue does not work. Affleck plays some of the stuff. Like he's got the goofiest crush on Superman. Yeah. This scene where Superman headbutts Wonder Woman into the dirt. And she headbutts him back. It just, I don't know. I, it, it felt a little weird to see him like get this aggressively violent with the only yeah. female character. Well, you know? every choice that's been made with this Superman character on the big screen has <laughs> uh, been the wrong choice. Yeah. Every single choice. They are single-handedly destroying the iconography of Superman like Bannon is doing to America. <laughs> See, they even missed the joke moment here where he's like, do you bleed? Like, that's where Batman does uh, oh, he does remember me, you know? Yeah. Or he should have said Martha. Martha. And then, like, kind of kick him then, in the balls of, like, a then like a Superman, Superman could have said, why did you say that name? <laughs> so the big guns are called in there, Amy Adams. Yeah, it's just Lois Lane. And she's and like, listen up, bitches. Oscar winner on the premises. Uh-huh. And he's <laughs> like, oh, I suddenly remember I'm a human. Only not really, because I'm still going to be like a weird mute robot. Uh, so he flies away with Lois Lane. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that was that. And we see I guess Superman's alive now. Batman rolling on the ground because he's been kicked in the nards. And he really just like, man, this Batman's a little too old for this shit. You know? Yeah. It's not a flattering shot of him. No, no. He's lying on the side there. Yeah. Two days before retirement. Mm -hmm. Alfred, the pills. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, wanted him both ends. And then in the background, Stefan Wolf just like warps in, grabs a mother box and warps away. And they're just like, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
guess someone should have kept an eye on that. So Superman still in zombie mode takes Lois to the family farm, which is foreclosed which, on. Which is foreclosed they're going to go on. squat in it like a couple of criminals. <laughs> they are going to have a couple. There, there's like too many. Like we keep cutting back to them. It's a here. lot of like her putting her hands on his washboard abs. Though. Yeah, like filling up the abs. Well, because hey, the abs are alive again. They're warm. Um, she'll go inside to find him a a shirt. Eventually, Martha will be called. Obviously, it's however long it takes Martha to drive. <laughs> back because they don't that's go like get a her two day drive man i don't know but oh yeah it's that's, true. It's, that's when my new character shows up and it's like mrs can't you're clearly trespassing on the bank's property <laughs> <laughs> mr potter from it's a wonderful life is there mm-hmm. um oh yeah do, do we talk about aquaman's dumb gold armor his oh. tattoos are dumb his armor is dumb aquaman sucks yeah, yeah. everything about him sucks uh, so they they regroup, which is funny because in the uh, the little bullshit logo for DC movies at the beginning of this, they have him in the original Aquaman costume, which will not be his depiction at oh, all. Oh yeah, in the movies. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they're gonna come to fisticuffs, and in, in their little tense team moment here, it just feels so fake and artificial. It's like we know we're supposed to hit this story beat where like uh, it's it's always darkest before the light part of you know your act three turn yeah uh so everyone has to argue each other and eventually like there's this whole scene where like they need to figure out where steppenwolf is and so like a lot of people are tasked with like hey you go listen to the googling. fish in the ocean and you do your like super googling like cyborg and well and then and then batman at one point says we're all gonna double check each other's work i'm sorry <laughs> you're gonna make sure he's listening to the fish okay yeah and you're it, gonna make sure cyborg's super interneting, right? Well, it's funny is this is a little reminiscent of an age of Ultron where like Tony has to go to like the nexus of the internet yeah. or whatever, you yeah. know? It's like clearly like Joss Whedon, like he gets to a point in the scripts and he's just like, uh, we need we need to kill some time or something. Let's have them searching for someone. Well, like I was like, is Diana gonna go like check in with the art historians that she knows? I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, double check each other's work, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Diana senses that like he's in pain because Bruce Wayne just got his ass kicked, and and this is like where it's like quasi romantic tension here. She's found like a red toga situation, yeah, from somewhere. I was like, is this? I a mean, sex it's robe? a cool look, but yeah, I don't know why she's putting it on for Bruce Wayne here. So she puts on possibly a sex robe, walks in, and he's just like, oh my back, my shoulder. Well, this is where we see a lot of shots of the bat suit. In lighting, that suit should never be in because it looks like trash. So what this is, this is like some kind of under tunic. I don't even know what the fuck this is. Because if you look, if there's ever actually any light displayed Mm -hmm. on characters, you would see he doesn't have the bat insignia on his chest here. Oh, is it not there? This is like some kind of like under piece, which makes no sense. We should never see Bruce Wayne in this. How like that's just like weird peck stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like his Under Armour shirt or something, but. it looks dumb and the the coloring's all weird. Like everything about the way this is shot looks bad. Well, it's like how much duct tape armor are you wearing? No mm-hmm. wonder you're so bulky and everything is so heavy for you. It's just Affleck. He's he's done with this role. Yeah. Which is for the best. Can you fucking blame him though? No, I would want out too. I would get the fuck out of here as fast as possible. It's, it's hilarious. The the hardcore DC fanboys, they refuse to accept that Affleck is done. They're like, that's a fucking rumor. Why'd you stop spreading that rumor? We don't know if it's going to happen yet. And it's like, 
it's going to happen, dude. It's like a year ago. It happened already. See, they're just waiting for this movie to come out because it would have been bad publicity if people already knew he was leaving the role. I am the exact opposite. I still refuse to believe that he's in these movies. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, they have like, don't she give him like a fucking little, little back pick me up here or something? She like, yeah, she, she pops his shoulder back in. She does like a fucking lethal weapon on him. Yeah. And it's, it's not sexy. No, it's not sexy. I mean, it, it <laughs> there's a there's a theoretical version of a Batman Wonder Woman scene where it would be kind of hot. Yeah. But that is not this movie. She could have done the thing where she's like, we know the the ancient Amazonian back yeah. massage that will hear I know all your, the pressure points. And it's also very sensual. And he's like <laughs> it just comes in his pants. He's like, watch me put some powders in my whiskey. It's <laughs> <laughs> some real caveman shit. Um, so it cuts to more pills. back to Kansas where like Clark is just like caressing the cornfields to like I don't know if you build it they will come and this is when we're supposed to get the like oh he's back to being Superman like he, he remembers himself even though it's like the dialogue is so bland he's like I'm going to play this role so vacant he's just as vacant as possible also like the sun is coming up but it's like behind some clouds or something you know it's, it's kind of golden hour-ish mm-hmm. but we still can't get just fucking sunlight on Superman. It's like, no, it's got to be distorted by clouds. Like, it, it's insane. So, yeah, this is where we get a lot of green screen, fake cornfields because it's reshoots. Mustache. But, yeah, it, was it dawn and now it's evening and Martha's been driving this whole time? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, has she had I to think stop they stayed the night there, gas? maybe. Is it the next day? And Martha's like putting gas on like credit cards because mm-hmm. she's so broke. So they kiss and she's like, well, I'm glad you're back, but I have to send you off to fight. I mean, I don't know, man. Do, do you have a little more time? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The well, boyfriend's back from the dead. I'm sorry. Your fiance is back from the dead. Well, he's Superman. I think he can do it fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe him and Miller could like test that later. Who's faster? I'm not talking about that. <laughs> but it, I feel like Amy Adams, after this take, Goes into her trailer, looks in a mirror, and promises herself she will never do this scene in her life again, where she has to send her fucking boyfriend back to the plot. <laughs> She's like, I was in fucking arrival. When he smiles, it's terrifying because I just keep looking at his <laughs> upper lip. What he looks evil. Like he looks like he's he's just put something in her drink. I just don't think Henry he Cavill makes Tyrell Wellick look wholesome to me. I don't he's think Henry Cavill, me. this is not the role for him. No. Like even with good dialogue, I I mean, he was in uh, that uh, Tudor show way back when. So the, I only ever saw the first episode of Tudors in which he like steals some young woman's virginity and then like duels her father over it. And he's such a fucking nefarious cad. Yeah. To me, that's Henry Cavill. Exactly. He he was much better in that kind of role, I think, than all I know, American Superman. I know they're talking about like trying to build the heat for him to be the next Bond because, of course, they'll never cast Idris Elba. <sighs> Yeah, well, Hit Yourself is a little old now. Him and I keep Cavill thinking, Bond, I don't are know. they going to go back to like the original Daniel Craig Bond where he's like, I only fuck married women? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about him as Bond. I don't see it. Well, I don't want Bond to be that jacked. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's a little too bulky for Bond. Yeah. Um, anyway, Martha shows up. She's like, I've been driving forever. <laughs> I've been doing the astronaut diaper. I just got here and now you're leaving? What shit. the shit? Also, Stephen Wolf keeps like shoving these mother boxes into this weird plinth thing that yeah. like absorbs them. What the fuck is that? It melts away now. We don't know what it was. How many mother boxes can you fit in there? 
the parademons are all around who by the way like we're gonna find out at the end of this movie that like they they dislike fear or something so they're gonna attack him that that's completely not set up yeah they they seemingly attack people based on fear so tell me how they didn't break down that russian farmhouse and like eat that family seriously it's i mean in the first scene with batman he like holds that guy off a building because they smell fear and he like lures one out and it's like never mentioned again to the very end of the movie and it's like oh they they really hate fear or something there's like a whole version of this movie where i feel like batman could be like brainwashed and be like their number one dude just because he just gets off on fear so they they put the boxes together and you know this is almost the uh beam of light into the sky but you know it might as well be mm-hmm. like a big weird glowy like jellyfish looking shield covers this whole area so it's something where it's, it's like, only going to be there for them to like destroy later there's like these weird purple crystal things it's like terraforming yeah it's like they're trying to turn earth into apocalypse apocalypse is apocalypse the name of their world yeah yeah, yeah. i was just okay. going to say in case anyone's really confused Spell it wrong, but like that's Spell the name the of dumbest way yeah, possible. That's the name yeah. of Dark Sides. Um planet. You get a little bit more into that dark side. Dark Side. There we go. I almost said Dark Said. Oh. And then I was like Dark Said. I was like, damn, Lost was a great show. I know. <laughs> uh so Batman's got like new action figure Batman costume, which is almost exactly the same as the previous duct tape costume. Only this one has sunglasses. <laughs> I mean, at the, least the, the funniest Schumacher thing, ones were fucking, I don't know, different, like visually different. Well, the one of the most hilarious things to me about Batman movies all over the years is that there's a constant effort by Warner Brothers to work in as many bat suits as they can because they got to sell some toys. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's a fucking guarantee in any Batman movie that he will have more than one suit in that movie, you know, because he has to. Okay, so even in the fucking Nolan movies, they had this like stupid sonar Batman thing going at the end. Well, that's like some glasses that he puts on. Or but I, I guarantee you, but really, I guarantee you that was really, some sort of note from the studio. It's, it's like the second we want sonar movie Batman, where he switches from one bat suit to the other bat suit because he can't turn his neck. He switches in that one, but then in the first one, he has like a his a couple different goes. Well, you know, yeah, and, but those yeah. those don't really. Can't. I know, but there's still you can sell some fucking toys. You know? I'm just talking about like when you have like the fucking like uh, like Arctic Battlefield Batman or whatever. I'm surprised they've never gone full snow Batman because I know they have the toys for it, but yeah. I don't think we've seen that in the movie yet. Lose oh wait, yeah, they they kind of had like anti Mister Freeze bat suit and would he uh, have Batman to like team up with Harry Hole to like take on uh, bad guys? Fucking Harry Hole! You didn't see that movie, did <laughs> no, you? No, I didn't. Oh, Listen up, Mister Police. I've got a riddle for you. Hello, Mr. Police. I'm fucking done with this role. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's like this like transport ship that Batman this, was working yeah, on. Yeah, this is the uh, it might I think part only part of its composite. When he turns around, that is full on CGI, Jeremy Irons' face. Oh, you think it's like a stunt double or something? Yeah, we, it's not in the shot here, but sure. But yeah, it's it's really, really there's bad. this whole bit where like they figure out that uh, Stefan Wilson Chernobyl or whatever they they picked it up on their oh their this is search. so dumb and Batman's like oh the transport won't get us there fast enough because they they figured they've got a couple a, hours couple hours sure whatever and then Cyborg's just like I can get us there 
in the transport or it will faster. for me yeah like how yeah how do you make it go faster because you're a computer i want a scene where they're, like, they're going like like ludicrous g's or whatever like they're just like faces glue like, but that makes no sense going off yeah he's yeah okay he's he can interface with machines because he's a computer how is he going to make it go faster than it was capable of before Unless you went like up into space and did some like trans orbit thing i don't but know but what what would him being a computer yeah. that can control the ship have to do with any of that he's like i can give you ridiculous upgrades it's just like oh the fuel efficiency is going to be amazing uh, <laughs> i've turned it into a, a hybrid batwing mm-hmm. So they they figure out they're like oh we got to get here and like cyborg has to like interface with the, the three cubes together that they call the unity which like never stops sounding. Are we ever gonna get this like dumb hologram technology in real life? No. Uh, so they gotta they gotta break the boxes apart. Whatever you know, distract Steppenwolf, break the boxes apart. Blah blah blah. Uh, is there anything we need to say about oh, this so, big dumb action sequence? No. So we we skip. This is the thing with Aquaman. Where he's like, oh, right. the way I see it, we're all going to be dead, which sucks because I got shit I want to do, and you're a little whiny bitch, and you're shitty, and you suck, and you, babe, you're fucking gorgeous, and you're amazing, and you're Oh, fierce. no, I'm sitting on the lasso. Yeah. yeah. And she, it, it's like such a fucking thud of a uh, scene, and then poor Gal Gadot has to say, well, it's cute. Yeah. So then it's time for, and they all line up in a line again. They yeah. got to go attack and like batman's like i'll i'll fly this ship in and like take out the the weird glowing shield and whatever i guess here's my question about Zack snyder when he started this movie was he like excited like was he just like this is gonna be great we're really finally like build our way up to this because it just seems weary every it's so tired like to its very Adams, it seems also, weary does it seem like batman just uses a lot of guns in these movies yes yes Superman breaks next and Batman's always like tooled up with like weaponry. Like, he even has like an, one of the alien weapons at one yeah, point. Yeah. Well, it's like here he's got to get into his like little like bat transport or whatever and like fire a bunch of missiles into this shield thing yeah, to take it down. Yeah, he's got one of the demons guns at the end and he's upset when it jams. Yeah, so he takes out the shield and there's this whole thing where like he, he just like busts out of his transport as it crashes into the Batmobile and he's like flying around blazing away with machine guns in the batmobile because batman's all about guns here yeah um and then cut back to the other justice league members and they're like ah he won't last three minutes and then aquaman's just like then let's use those three minutes no wonder woman says that whatever because aquaman doesn't give a shit so let's use those three minutes right and so it's like oh he's gonna buy him some time no they just come rescue yeah they just come rescue him stupid uh and yeah they just fight lots of parademons there's a lot of like not knowing what to do with the flash like he just kind of runs around because he'd be too overpowered otherwise. Yeah. So they they sent Superman shows up to help them. It's Eventually. a lot of punching. At, it's a lot of they get their asses kicked by Steppenwolf again. And it's they like, get oh, skidded. no, darkest moment. And then Superman shows up. Yeah. He, Somebody he say something up. about justice. They send off the flash to go rescue that family who've gotten in a pickup truck to drive away. There's a nice, there's a nice gorgeous shot of Gal Gadot smiling at one point, which makes no it, sense it, in this movie. The way it's cut in is is bad. Yeah. Like it's a good shot of her smiling because she looks very charming, but it it's like it comes out of nowhere, yeah. and then it just goes away. It's like an apocalyptic yeah. glamour shot. Um, there's a bit where Flash doesn't know directions, so he he doesn't know east and west. Runs in the wrong direction to save his family. I know. Then Superman has to show up and race him, and then like Flash saves the tr- pickup truck family. 
And then Superman has to one-up him by shave, saving an entire apartment building full of people. We just did not need to keep cutting back to that stupid Russian family the whole time. Uh, Aquaman is like jumping around like he's Thor and Hulk at the end of the first Avengers movie. A lot of like, my man. Yeah, and like oh, killing parademons. All right. Yeah. Dressed like a bat. It's pretty weird, but I dig it. <laughs> Whose fucking idea was that, man? Uh uh, blah blah blah. Eventually, Superman like, make America Su- great again. Superman just shows up and beats the shit out of Steppenwolf. Like he's so overpowered that he then has to go leave oh. to rescue people because like the fight was too unfair. Yeah, yeah. At one point, he just says, "Afro, nothing. I like justice. <laughs> I like justice. Yeah, sorry. I like justice. Line. <laughs> I like just line. Yeah." Um, <laughs> it's just a lot of they are no point smash. Are they in a league? They're in an alliance. A couple times, as mentioned at the end, they they set up that they'll be forming the, the oh, Hall oh, of Justice. The Hall of Justice. Well, I don't think they actually say Hall of Justice. Well, whatever. I mean, I'm but assuming that's what they're going for. I think at some point, Lex Luthor says we need a league of our own. Which I'm sorry, well, buddy. We'll get there. We'll get there. Gina Davis and Madonna own that. All yeah. right, they own that. I know. So. There's this whole plot point where like they have to break the three boxes apart, but when they do, it's it's going to let off some sort of uh, pulse of electric uh, of energy, right? And it's it's kind of like you wonder if like maybe it's like whoever does that like is gonna die, you know? Like is it you're gonna sacrifice yourself to break them apart? No, they're all fine. You know? Well, at first, Cyborg says, "I have to be there, but none of you guys do." And so that's when you first get that sense. Then later, Superman has to help him. Like, Cyborg's going to do the computer stuff, and Superman will do the actual pulling apart. And he's like, going to be a pretty big boom or whatever. And Superman's like, can we take it? And Cyborg's like, yeah, I think so. (laughs) It's like, they're both struggling to pull apart the boxes. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that, like, Superman's strength is so much greater than Cyborg's that you probably don't need to help Cyborg. Yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah. But uh, unnecessary. And so they they finally beat the shit out of Steppenwolf enough that he like he starts bleeding purple blood, mm-hmm. and he's he's real unhappy about how this situation has all gone down. And I think we're skipping over some like stupid one liners between Batman and Superman. Oh here. yeah, Superman's like, by the way, thanks for bringing it back to life. And uh, Batman's like, I love you. I don't I, I, I don't not like you. Yeah. Um. So then the Parademons all turn on Steppenwolf because he's afraid, and then they like they all warp away together like tearing apart Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to, I don't know, the shitty planet they came from, I guess. Home of Darkseid. Yeah. It's dumb. And that's it. They save the day. Um, and then we just get like a bunch of like cheesy wrap-up scenes trying to get to that point now. Mm. Man, Darkseid sucks. Or not Darkseid, uh, Steppenwolf sucks. Yeah, he's so bland. Incredible I would have actually character. preferred at the shit sandwich itself was the villain <laughs> we have to separate the bread from the actual shit this helmet fall the only thing left behind of uh stephen wolf is a stupid helmet which just if two weeks ago if you saw the thor movie it's like you've saw that gag better yeah and then they're all standing in a line again because that's what the justice league likes to do stand in a line and they like to stand in such a way that the most important members of justice league are closer to the to the middle mm-hmm. you got batman superman in the middle and they, then the flash can we and get wonder woman and then at the end you got aquaman can we do can we go da vinci Cyborg. code on this sure uh 
Batman and Superman are doing kind of a cape frotage thing, which makes like a V, which is like the chalice. Mm -hmm. And then you can see over to the side where Cyborg and Flash finally get their fist bump. Oh, oh. Thus, character development. Thus solving all post-industrial race issues. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what the fuck uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman have to talk about because he's a dumb Wonder Woman's really giving them some space there, yeah. Also, Wonder Woman upskirt shot. A lot of that, yeah. And then like... uh, Oh, weird alien garden. All the weird terraforming suddenly turns into like neat, pretty flowers. And so, yeah, the family goes and like they're sniffing these flowers and this is where they all turn into mutants. Mm Mm-hmm. Or like fishes with the eyes, and like shots of Gal Gadot smiling as Wonder Woman that are like definitely like reshot and green screened in or something. Yeah, uh, they're like, oh, people like Wonder Woman. Let's have her smile a lot in this movie. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne unforeclosed on the the Kent he, farm. He he well. So first, Superman thanking him for I guess bringing him back to life. Then he thanks him for letting Martha move back in. And by the way, how did you do that? Which, how could you not guess? You're supposed to be a reporter, Clark Kent. And Bruce Wayne's like, I bought the bank. It's like a reflex of me. It just doesn't work for me. Like, I, like we've already seen like Bruce Wayne in uh, Batman Begins. Like, he buys the hotel mm-hmm. so he can swim in the pool. Like, we've already seen that move done dark better. Knight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the Dark Knight? No. no that's Batman Begins. That, that's Batman Begins. Yeah. yeah, when he first comes back. And like we've already no Dark Knight is the one where he's like, let's just push the tables together. And Harvey Dent's like, I don't think they'll let us do that. He's like, I own the place. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But in the first one, he's already done the move where he just like puts the check in the guy's pocket, and he's like, I'm buying the hotel. Do what I want. You don't give the check to the waiter. And whatever, he's (laughs) Bruce Wayne. He doesn't know that. He's a billionaire playboy. I write like ten thousand dollar checks as tips. Haven't you ever seen it could happen to you? So um, the Flash tells his uh, murderer father that like he, Batman got him a job at the crime lab. Part so of he didn't it, have his crime lab job yet. That's so stupid. Yeah, well, he has like four jobs that he apparently speeds his way through. Part of it is the casting of Billy Crudup, but part of it's also the lighting. He looks sinister as fuck. Yeah, because that's how they light everything in this movie. Yeah, and so yeah, Dad's real happy. Lois Lane goes back to her job. I don't know what the fuck article she's writing here or something about like hope and blah, blah, blah. And then Bruce Wayne and Diana decide that they're going to like build the hall of justice and like Wayne ab- Manor abandoned Wayne Manor. That's all like gross and full of birds and stuff. I feel like that's going to give away who Batman is real quick. Yeah, you would think like you might as well just do the fucking satellite thing. Why, why before has no one asked Bruce Wayne like how come you haven't repaired your your manor that's like sitting there in decay you know because of the bills you're a goddamn multi-billionaire yeah. um, and then there's a line about like uh, it's like oh we'll build a round table with seats for six and she's like oh but seats for plenty more wink sequel yeah and then Cyborg recreates part of his armor to look like Iron Man's and you gotta set up that sequel so they can fight you know bad company or whoever no, still, still not, still not landing that joke. Well, if Trump was still president, wouldn't it be foreigner? Uh, who am I thinking of right now? Ario Speedwagon. That can oh, be the next sh- villain. Well, that would be a flash villain. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash villain. What about, uh, what about bread? There's. <laughs> that's that's low hanging fruit. That's an easy fight. What about sticks? No. What about damn Yankees? 
No, not Damien. He's at like sticks though. Okay. Who's this woman in the background? Who's is she being arrested? It's like cut to Diana's just like done some something heroic, mm. and like people are being led away as Diana like talks to the cameras or whatever. There's like this like very glamorous looking woman in the background she's with a posh. red dress. I don't know who she and is. sunglasses, and she's right in the middle of the shot. It's hard to miss her as one guy's being put in the back of a police car. Is she? It looks I, like she's being arrested. Yeah, but like, what was this? Just from something they cut? I don't know. It's very confusing. I did find the bit. Where the three crooks who were like golden lasso and the one guy is just giving up like all the dirt. I, you know, I don't know how it works in England, but I feel like this would be unadmi- unadmissible oh, testimony yep. in the United States. Yeah, absolutely not. That's a violation. There, civic she's rights. also caressing a statue. Again, this brings up the uh, the secret identity thing. Are her coworkers not going to watch the news and recognize well, her? Does she have a secret identity? I mean, I guess in this, but normally is Wonder Woman have a yeah. secret? Does the- she? Prince Diana becomes Diana Prince. Woo-hoo. And so she's just like a, a wealthy woman who runs like a bit, an industry or something, right? Something like that, yeah. But they don't know she's Wonder Woman? No. Wow, okay. I think she might also wear glasses. Oh, oh obvious. okay. That explains it all then. I mean, I think the, the mistake in this movie is that she wasn't wearing glasses as Diana. And then here a bunch of kids come up to her and she smiles and like takes photos of them. And they're like, smile more. Uh, and then more the bat signal with Commissioner Gordon. And he, I don't know. Batman's like going to fly away in his bat wing. It's just a blur in the sky. You can't even, you can barely make out that yeah. that's a bat signal because of this stupid way they have the bat insignia. Amy Adams is talking over all this in like the most bland like monologue about like hope and whatever. Yeah, it looks like Clark's about to come back to work. He's in his trench coat. I think he's about to put on the glasses. He's got the glasses, he's cleaning them. And then he, he takes them off because I don't know. He needs to go be Superman. He, Goes down the alley and yeah, rips he, apart the He does the, the old shirt. classic, rips open the shirt. Yeah, and flies, flies away. away. And that's the movie. <sighs> and then after the credits, we get the this joke about... Oh, it's not even on this, but... Um, the two post-credit sequences. The, the be- Superman versus Flash race that they're going to have, which is like a funny joke that they beat into the ground by the end of that. Well, it's like two minutes and it just it gets worse and worse. One of the things that bothers me about it is that the race has always been a foot race. But Superman's flying. Yeah, flying, that's not fair. Yeah. Um, and it just, this seems like the wrong place for that. I mean, I don't know where you'd put it in the movie because this movie is such, such a disaster to begin with. But like, it's the kind of thing where like, it, when in, in Age of Ultron, when they're all messing around trying to lift Thor's hammer, that's about this, the part of the movie, you know, first act-ish, mm-hmm. where you want to do something like the, the theoretical wanna, race. You want to take a joke based on some part of the lore mm-hmm. and twist it on its head yeah you your superman flash race should be happening near the end of act one right of your movie not in a post-credit sequence well see the what works about that scene in age of ultron is much better writing and much better acting well it seems like a throwaway gag like and then like it comes lulling back. you lulling you into the the return of ultron unfortunately there is the the uh uh King's right joke. Oh yeah, Carmine. Well, um, Prima Nocte, yeah. But yeah, then then you get the vision thing, and it perfectly sets up vision. It, it reminds work. you of the the rules about Thor's hammer, so then you remember so obviously it later. This, yeah. the testimonial. This is a good bro. Um, so you get a dumb scene where they're gonna race, and Superman throws out like, "If I win, we go to brunch or something." And the Flash is like, "That's cold, bro." I mean, the way you would have set that up is like. 
Superman wins the first time because Barry wasn't fast enough, and then well, they he has to be fast enough so, later on in the movie. He, you know, to to my to theory save the day. is that post credit sequence is probably original Zack Snyder material, and then in the reshoots, Joss Whedon came up with a reason why they had to do it in the third act mm. in like Chernobyl. oh right sure yeah. and then dc was like no we need to keep this post-credit sequence in so you'll have an absolutely redundant <laughs> sequence here and then you get the stupid thing where lex luther has broken out it's like he put a decoy in there in a cell wouldn't it be great that was kevin spacey no i'm kidding <laughs> no <laughs> um and he's like on a jet and he's all suited up and he's got like sexy lady bodyguards he's, he's uh, this like yacht that's full of like yeah these it's, like it's, the yacht says model icon bodyguards yeah on the back of it icon and deathstroke comes up in a like a motorboat in full goofy deathstroke regalia which almost looks exactly like the dumb outfit that he wears on the arrow show mm-hmm. um only it's it's i'll see the vampire with like white hair white hair and an eye patch like and a goofy eye patch Lex Luthor's just like oh or superman's alive again they're teaming up to be good guys sounds like we need a league of our own which i guess is like legion of doom or something or something i don't know it was dumb dumb way to end the movie especially because we had no fucking idea who deathstroke is yeah you know and well, i think like, he calls him deathstroke which means nothing in this movie lex wasn't no, in this movie slade. he calls him so, mr slade yeah yeah lex wasn't in this movie at all beforehand and so even though he was the big other big dark side setup at the end of batman yeah. versus superman it's so fucking dumb yeah it's a terrible movie we just talked about it for two hours so you don't have to go see it now it's like that analogy about the shit sandwich only it's also a viking funeral you know the justice league they've faced a lot of villains over the years and who would have thought that Zack snyder would be the one to defeat them i don't know nobody comes out of this movie looking good I don't know why Joss Whedon agreed to do it in the first place. There should be, you know, I don't want to be insensitive, but there should be like a Nuremberg level trial, series of trials for all the people involved in this movie. I don't understand how the Warner Brothers CEO can keep his job after this. You should have to testify in front of Congress about what you were thinking and why that was okay. Mm -hmm. And how is it possible to, I mean, they've been shooting this movie for like, two years at least right it's like a winchester mystery house of a like, bad movie and it's 300 million dollar budget maybe like how is it possible to put this much effort into something and for it to be that bad yeah it's amazing good job dc <laughs> makes you real excited about that aquaman movie God. i don't know which will start i don't Amber Heard and Willem Dafoe. I think the new plan, or at least before this movie bombed or you know semi bombed at the box office, was that they would just use Flashpoint to retcon everything. Mm. Like the Flash movie would be a Flashpoint movie, which just not learning their lesson at all. You know, like just not slowing down and establishing, like jumping immediately to a retcon in the first Flash movie, which is extra goofy considering they just did that on the TV show. It's everything's so bad. So if I remember correctly, didn't they announce the casting of Ezra Miller on like the day the Flash series premiered? Very close to it, yeah. It was it was very awkward that like the Flash series is about to premiere and then you just announce a different actor for the movies. 
And so right before the new season of the show that just did a Flashpoint storyline there, like, mm-hmm. by the way, we're going to do a Flashpoint the movie. Yeah. Heads up their asses. <sighs> uh, so don't go see this movie. No, please don't. We'll be back uh, maybe next week. I don't know. Thanksgiving coming up. I don't know if we'll take a week off, but uh, I guess we're going to talk about a James Bond movie next week because episode 007. So is it going to be The World's Not Enough? I guess. I don't want to do Die Another Day. Um, I recommend it. I mean, Goldfinger's a good movie. Do you want to do Goldfinger? Uh, I'll let you choose. You're going to let me choose the movie? You can choose between Die, or not Die Another Day. Uh, you can choose between The World is Not Enough and Goldfinger. Okay. Or not Goldfinger, I'm sorry. Golden Eye. Sorry, didn't mean to get your host out there. You sure did. Yeah, in your fucking face. It's going to be World's Not Enough. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Dr. Christmas Jones. I'm sure we can just go to town on that joke. Mm -hmm. All right. See you later. Bye.